0: Welcome to the MGTOW Academy Show, your one-stop spot for MGTOW Talk. Everyone, it's my honor to welcome you to episode one of season three. By the time this podcast has been released to all platforms, it would have been at least three years since I uploaded my first video to YouTube, which was June 15th, 2017. And here I am after 100,000 total impressions, over 1,000 YouTube subscribers, and over 3,000 Twitter followers, strong and counting, surrounded by amazing people. It's an honor and a blessing. be with you guys and speaking of honor i am also honored to be with a very special guest on the show to help me kick off season three i'm here with the legendary mike rosa of anabolic aliens mike how are you doing
1: i'm doing great very happy to be on the show thanks for having me
0: anytime i mean i'm glad to have you on so anyways mike one of the themes for season three of the show is to expand on the concept of building that mind and body who could be a better expert at that than mike rosa and of course (laughs) We will have listeners who are from the alien community, so people who know Mike from before, listeners who have been with my show, and some people who don't know either of us. So I'd like to first start off the show by sharing my story with anabolic aliens, giving my personal testimony as to why I recommend anabolic aliens so much, and then have Mike expand a tad bit on who he is, what he does, and then throughout the show, we'll be covering all sorts of topics and then giving you, the listener, actionable steps to take because you are the end goal when it comes to creating this podcast so get comfortable and stay tuned we will also be incorporating fitness related questions that my followers on twitter have mentioned into the questions uh, in our podcast today so special thanks to dirk v follow Camigo, drake 69 isaac mt89 and the orthodox caveman for asking their questions also for the alien family i love you guys by the way y'all are awesome we'll be having a q a with mike so we can also get to know mike on a more personal level yeah, he's done a Q&A before, but hey, why not do one again? So that will also include all the goofy, silly questions just for fun. And I have a feeling that this will be a great podcast. Don't you agree, Mike? Hell yeah, I'm pumped. <laughs> all right, well, let's do it. So enough about that. Let me quickly give you guys my testimony of Anabolic Aliens and why I trust them more than any other fitness brand out there. So I've been with, I've been working out with Anabolic Aliens, I think, just about as long as MGTOW Academy. So That started back in 2017. That was when I started MGTOW Academy. And then shortly after that, there was an event in school. Okay. It wasn't exactly an embarrassing event per se, it was more of a cringe event that I turned around into something positive. Okay. Long story short, there was like an arm wrestling contest between a teacher and one of the students in the class. And I went up there and offered to be a part of the arm wrestle. Okay. And it's not like I lost. That's not even the the part. The part was that I didn't even get noticed. Like they straight up ignored me and I was just like, okay. So that was kind of a cringe moment. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I mean, look at myself. I don't even look like I'm ripped. Like how can I stand a chance against those guys? So I went home and out of cringe, I turned that cringe into strong energy. So out of that cringe, I looked up, you know, at-home bicep workouts and whatnot, and of course, I stumbled across Anabolic Aliens' legendary at-home five-minute workouts, and I just just kept doing it. I was like, holy crap, I can't believe I'm getting, you know, pumped in, like, five minutes with a towel. I was doing your five-minute at-home towel workout, and I was, like, doing that, like, Almost every day, biceps, triceps, forearms, abs. Like I was doing it, just going at it. And after just a few weeks, I think I got pretty decent results. My veins were definitely popping out, so those are the first results. Uh, my biceps were growing a bit more, and then that was like I think m- almost more than two years ago, somewhere around that. And compared to then, I have had tremendous growth on my body. Uh, you know, I've had people ask me, "Hey, how much do you bench?" Let me tell you guys a secret. I have never ever benched in my life. I've never touched a bench press and people are asking me what I have benched simply because of the work from anabolic aliens. So right now I use dumbbells, resistance bands, uh, and of course calisthenics, and I've gotten amazing results. And that's the reason I preach so much about them is because I've gotten amazing results from them and I won't share something unless I know it's a truly tested and tried product. So that's basically my story with anabolic aliens. And of course, exercise is more than just physical. It's also mental. So throughout many challenges you know, since that time, I've overcome them. I've started, you know, many successful things that's helped me grow, of course, MGTOW Academy in my personal life. I have an aviation project that I work on. Uh, so there's also that there's lots of things I've been doing in Anabolic aliens. Definitely is a key part of me growing up simply because of the tremendous mental and physical effect it has had on me. So that, my friends, is the reason why I speak so highly of them. And if you follow me on Twitter, you might notice that I frequently retweet their stuff and reply to it. And that's because I mean it. I'm not getting paid anything for this. In fact, I feel like I'm repaying Anabolic Aliens for all the work that they have done. So that's basically my story with them. And, of course, Anabolic Aliens is really special because, uh, well, obviously, it's just a great community. There's tons of great folks in the comment section uh, who I love to interact with. Uh, you know, th- that community sense, it's really beneficial and helpful, motivational. And then, of course, Mike himself, he's just a great guy uh, as a role model. Honestly, other people see, you know, superheroes like from movies and whatnot as their role model. Mike Rose is my role model because that guy, he's just awesome. And I'm not saying that to kiss up to his ass. I mean that. I've been watching that guy almost every single day for like two years now. And I mean it when I say that. So that's the reason I speak so highly of anabolic aliens. And I just love their workouts, it's insane. He also has like a no you know, BS approach to things. And whenever I see Mike struggling you know, with his workouts, I'm like, dang, this stuff is real. So I love uh, seeing that stuff in his workouts. But enough about my personal experience. Mike, why don't you go ahead and catch everyone up to speed about who you are, uh, what you do, and how we're gonna help the listener get in shape, uh, and whatnot. Why don't you go ahead and tell them that?
1: Well, first off, I want to say I am so beyond thankful for all of your support, man. It really blows me away here in all those kind words, and I appreciate it more than you know. So thank you so much. And Anytime. I'm pumped I was able to help make a difference for you because that's exactly why I started all this. I went my senior year of high school. I got into fitness for the first time. I did the insanity workout program by Sean T. Me and my mom, well, <laughs> literally every single day while I was at school, whether it was before school at 5 a.m. or at night at like 9 p.m., we always got the workout mm-hmm. in for the day. And it, I <laughs> fell in love with exercise right then. And I was actually the captain of the baseball team at this point. I was going to college for baseball. And mm-hmm. it was actually a very interesting time because my love for sports – turned more into the love for gym because it became more of a game of self-improvement for me. And I was always never really a conscious, I was never really a confident person growing up. So that kind of insecurity helped me fuel who I am today because it's helped me find a purpose. And that purpose was, help, was bettering who I was as a person mentally and physically. And that's exactly what I found through fitness. And when I fell in love with that feeling, I wanted to everyone else I could ever come in contact with, experience that same feeling of feeling better about who you are as an actual person. And that goes so much further than just the physical result. And honestly, the physical result is what sparked everything for me mentally. It was the actual change I saw that made my whole mentality just go to a whole new level of I can do this, I can get to a whole new level, I can improve myself, and I can feel damn good about all the work I put in because I earned that path. And that's honestly what got me actually away from baseball. And into powerlifting, I I fell in love with lifting heavy weights. And then same time, I fell in love with wanting other people to experience how to feel this feeling of self-confidence through fitness and experience and help them get to their next level on their journeys. So that's when Anabalk Aliens started. We released the first video ever, July 2nd, 2014. I remember the first date because I was so excited. (laughs) And it started just, we wanted to really help just share our progress in hopes that we could help other people get to their next level. And then it turned into – I came up with that five-minute intense series, and it's what really sparked all the people coming to Anabolic Aliens because I was like, you know, what are the problems people are facing? And I was at gym for three hours a day when I was a senior in high school and training for powerlifting, and I realized not a lot of people had the time to do that. I had a hard time finding a gym partner because that was just unrealistic for people who didn't love fitness like I did. So I realized there's a niche that people need to get – And it's that they don't have the equipment, they don't have the time, they don't have the confidence to bring themselves to the gym. And I wanted to create a whole system that gave them this opportunity to experience real results in a way that worked best for their lifestyle. And that's kind of really how Anabolic Alien started. And it's what every single day I'm motivated by the community that we've built. And it's what really just kind of defines what I want to be because I want to be an example of what everyone
0: else can be for themselves. Wow. That was a great answer i have no comment let that answer speak for itself and before i do move on i just want to say it's still surreal i'm not sure if i said this while we were on the recording but uh it's so surreal to have mike on my show because i'm literally in the same room where it all started like if you can see on camera right back there that little crevice right there mike that is where i started doing your workouts so and, and right behind me over there that's where i uh you know do your dumbbell workouts and everything it's just so surreal to still have you here but anyways Let's stop that. Uh, keep that aside. Let's go ahead and get to the actual interview and get to what the listener wants to hear. So, Mike, I want to know from your personal experience, how has regular exercise improved your life mentally and physically? And can you provide some examples, if possible, and uh, how that progression has changed throughout the years?
1: It gave me a sense of security. It gave me a, something to work toward for myself, and it gave me some kind of direction when things didn't feel right. When Everything in life was feeling stressful. It was like working out made everything lose its stress, made everything feel okay. It made me feel like I can do something to make a difference. And whether it was just getting one more rep, getting more weight for the day, exercise helped me push myself physically, which helped strengthen me mentally. And it helped me just center all of the negative energy that life can throw at you and turn it into positive energy.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. It's like a weird form of meditation in its own form. You're just doing your own thing. You're focusing your mind on one thing. I like the way you put that into words. Great answer. All right, Mike. So going against the crowd, that's something that's, you know, easier said than done. And I'm sure you may have felt that way sometimes whenever you're doing your own thing with anabolic aliens. That's something that not many people do, you know, starting a YouTube channel and making a living off that essentially. So, you know, the concept of going against the crowd, how has that been in your experience? And what do you want to share with the listener about that?
1: I wanted to say you just have to go for it. One of the biggest things that can really just hold you back is not putting yourself out there because you're caring too much about what other people think. And the realism is quality is subjective. What you think may be exactly what you think today, but tomorrow your ideas can change. And people don't understand that just because your ideas change one day, that doesn't mean that what you were saying before isn't right, it isn't true. You have to stay true to what your values are and if you just keep putting out content, stay true to what you actually believe, and then actually do things to support it and provide value to other people with the type of content you're going for, or whatever it is, whatever you need to do to put yourself into a state that is going to make you block out the negative energy and just focus on you, That's you just got to put yourself out there and go
0: for it. That's a great answer, Mike, and I'm glad you provided some perspective on that. Because one of the goals that I have with this show is to take people who listen to it and transform them into leaders. And often, whenever you're doing your, you know, making your own decisions, you will have to sometimes go against the crowd, and that is often easier, uh, you know, said than done. But hearing it from someone like you and seeing your results, I'm sure that will be uh, great value to the listener. So that was a great answer. All right, Mike, listen, if you were young again, and young can mean anything from, you know, being three years old, like a middle school student, uh, or maybe someone who's just in their 20s, you know, whatever you define young to be, what advice would you give to your youngest self?
1: Honestly, I, it goes back to what I just said, stop caring about what other people think. In the beginning of Anabolic Aliens, I was very, very still self-conscious on camera because I was so worried about what the people watching were going to think. And it restricted my ability to grow. And it restricted my ability to pass the messages on that I really believed in. And I, now that I just realize, if I do what I believe in, I can make it easier for other people to relate to me. And I know I'm not able to relate to everyone. So I want to be able to stick true to my values. And I wish I was able to just stick to my guns back in the beginning, because I feel like I'd be so much further. But it's something i learned throughout the process. But that'd be the biggest thing I'd say to my
0: younger self. That's a great answer, as always. Stay true to yourself. I like that. All right. So, Mike, uh, this next question, it's kind of open-ended. And if you're able to put a spin on this and make it uh, – I, I don't know how you say this it. – beneficial to the listener, uh, try to do that if possible. What is your biggest regret in life, if you have any? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that My biggest regret in
1: life, I mean – it's hard to say regret because I don't know if I'd necessarily say regret – Many things because I've learned from everything that I've made a mistake. I've made many mistakes, but I wouldn't call them necessarily regrets. If I had to pick a a regret, I used to get in trouble a lot when I was a younger kid, and I regret every second I made my parents worry about what I was doing and how I was handling my life, and I hated having my parents worry about me. So my biggest regret is causing my parents
0: unneeded stress when I was growing up. Wow. Okay. And I like, by the way, I did not expect for you to be, you know, bring up that thing where you said you would learn something from every mistake. That was, that was really good. I like the way you provided perspective on that. Great answer, Mike. All right. Uh, This next question is something I plan to cover in the future of the show. I'm going to be asking you about what your insecurities are and how you deal with them. Personally, for me, uh, you know, height is like my biggest insecurity. And as a side note, interestingly enough, I found on like some celebrity profile website, I found your name. And it said that you were like five foot six, which is not true. I know you're saying <laughs> five foot nine in the video. Yes. Uh, this that video was wrong. The website was wrong. Mike Rosa is five foot nine, not five foot six. Get it right, people. Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, Mike, what are some of your insecurities and how do you deal with them? I want to know. Yeah,
1: one of my biggest, I'll uh, keep it real. One of my biggest insecurities is I have a uh, receding hairline. So I actually am using like. Uh, it's called keeps and it's like a foam that you rub into your hair and you take a pill and it kind of just helps you bring back your natural hairline when you can lose it from like when you work out a lot you actually increase like your testosterone it can cause your hair to actually stop growing in certain areas so i got screwed i guess a little bit in that sense so that is one of my biggest insecurities definitely and it's not and it's like It's whatever. It's just kind of how it is. But it's definitely something I like actively do every day. And I think it's something people should do for themselves if they also struggle with that because you can do things about it. So make yourself happy. And uh, other than that, it'd be like... I'm definitely very self-conscious on the scar in my stomach. That's kind of actually one of the things that got me into fitness. I have a scar in my stomach for when I was born. And... I work nonstop on getting abs and just maintaining my physique so I can kind of make myself feel better about my stomach, but it still always bothers me. It's just one of those personal things.
0: Right. I can understand that. Well, Mike, I got to say, you know, when you brought up the the hairline thing and the scarf thing, that was, I mean, I really respect that, how you were able to just come up front and say that. And that really does show how, you know, how confident you are in yourself to just come up and you're like, yeah, you know, receding hairline, scar on my stomach, you know, like, I like how you're able to talk about that openly. And I hope that someday I can be like you in, you know, terms of being able to talk like that about your insecurities. My biggest insecurity is my height. And that unfortunately is something you can't control. Uh, I don't know if you can tell by the camera, mic, but I'm five foot seven. I know super tall, right? So uh, <laughs> it's one of my biggest insecurities. So I'm hoping to at some point in the future cover that more in depth, but this is just a touch on that. And I want people to know that you know, despite you know, looking great and whatnot and having, you know, much success in life like you do, everyone still has their own demons to fight. Oftentimes when I'm out in public, I'm like, like one day I was at the mall, right? I was walking and I was just, I don't know why it just hit me. I I realized like, I was like shorter than I thought. And I was like, oh, this doesn't feel good. I want to go home and like crawl on my bed. I don't like this, you know? So (laughs) uh, I just want people to realize that, you know, yes, you're going to have success in life, but no matter what, there's always going to be downsides to things. And sometimes, you know, insecurities are going to be, some of the worst problems you may ever face. And I want everyone to realize that it's okay to have them. Everyone has them and everyone has different ways of combating them. So getting your perspective on how you deal with it was I'm sure really helpful to some people. So thank you for coming up front and talking about that. Okay. Well, Mike, something that I hear from listeners commonly is the struggle to build Discipline. I'm sure you've heard of that many times. Uh, Not everyone can build discipline the same way, but I want them to get as much exposure as possible when it comes to building discipline. And that's partly why, you know, you're here because exercise is obviously an excellent way to build discipline. But, you know, obviously, besides from exercise, Mike, what are some ways that the listener can build discipline? What are some actionable steps that they can take to build discipline?
1: I always say this, small things lead to big things. A lot of people will start trying to make things happen immediately, like it's an overnight process. And realistically, you're not going to be able to run a marathon without training, like (laughs) you're without working up there. This progression goes into everything. So for example, one of the reasons I started my 30-day workout series on YouTube was because I had all these intense five-minute workouts, these intense 10-minute workouts, and all these different style workouts. But the question I always got was, how do I program these? How do I follow these? And I realized I have programs, I can schedule these in all different ways, but realistically, I want people to be able to establish habits and get themselves in the consistent way we- and get themselves in the consistent rhythm where we're working out all the time mm-hmm. together and we're still organizing it in a way that's going to see results while also not give you some leeway with your recovery times. So it's a simple process of you have to start somewhere where you can establish a consistent rhythm for yourself because consistency is always going to come before quality. You can't establish your quality if you don't have any consistency. So discipline, I really am a huge advocate for. You have to get your consistency down before you do anything else. And then you work on your quality and then you work on your quantity. So it's a three-step process. And that's how I
0: define discipline. The three-step process. All right. Well, there we have it. Great answer, Mike. I like that. Uh, and real quickly, as a sidestep to that question, you're a very motivated person, obviously, when it comes to working out. And if you think that Mike is not motivated when it comes to working out, do me a favor, go to Google, type up Mike Rosa, go to images, and just, just see for yourself. Okay. But uh Mike, you know, everyone's got their ups and downs days. And for me, there's just like some things I love, but no matter what, there's just some days where I don't. Don't feel like it, being honest with you. And I'm sure there are days where you just, no matter what, even if it's working out and getting ripped and whatnot, you just don't feel like it. You don't feel like you're at your 100%. So, for those specific days when you feel like you're down, is there any other advice you could offer to those people in that specific situation?
1: I always have to, I always ask myself a similar question. And it, it comes down to how bad do you really want it? For example, if it was easy, I always say this, if it was easy, everyone would do it. You can't expect the process to be easy. And on those days where you're really not feeling like you're doing it, that's when you define your character and how bad you really want your goal. Because if your goal is truly an internal goal, if you really want that, then you're not going to find yourself skipping out even though you have no energy today. Take your pre-workout, go do your meditation. Get yourself in a mindset that is going to be able to get you through whatever time you have. You may not have the best workout of your life, but putting yourself through the motions is just sure a hell lot better than skipping out and making yourself lose the consistency. Like I said, consistency, then the quality. So that's what I'd say for there. Find yourself the motivation because you can do it. So stop making excuses for yourself.
0: That's right. No excuses. Remember that. And I also like – how you just said, uh, how badly do you want it? Because before we had, you know, talk, this is actually our first time talking, but before we had talk, that's actually something I always ask myself, like, how badly do I want this? So it's really cool how we just have that same mentality. I, I find that amazing. And real quickly, when you talked about, uh, what was it? If it was easy, not everyone would be doing it or something like that. I actually used that uh, as a picture for my aviation project. We had like a presentation about motivation and, whatnot, and I like put up a picture with your quote and your name was next to that. So you reminded me of that. So awesome. uh, yeah, you're a great source, by the way, for motivation. Everyone check out Mike Rosie. He's got great motivational stuff uh, to <laughs> check out. <laughs> All right. So anyways, uh, moving on. That was a great response, by the way. Hopefully people can uh, learn something beneficial from that. All right. So your mind and body, they're separate. I get that. But they're also... United at the same time, so like if one suffers, the other one suffers, right? If one improves, the other one improves. So I want everyone who's listening right now uh, to just place high value on both their mind and body. It's not like you exercise twenty four seven and pay no attention to you know your mental problems or you don't pay attention to your body but focus completely on your mind. You have to have balance with both. And obviously, Mike, one of your favorite ways to you know maintain or improve your mental health is through exercise. But you know besides exercise. What are your favorite ways to just build your mind?
1: I like to learn, honestly. One of my favorite things is I like to just research specific topics that I'm interested in and then learn as much as I can about it. I'm kind of stubborn in this sense when I'm, someone tries to tell me what to learn. I have no interest in learning it. But when it's something I'm actually interested in, I'll go into every single article I can find and educate myself on the topic. So I always really like expanding myself on topics and kind of exploring all new different types of ones. I just have to be the one who determines which topic that's going to be for some reason. But um, I also like to – I love my um, – what do they call Aroma Diffuser, the essential oils. That's something I have going on in my room constantly. And I actually swear I notice a difference when I don't have them running. So it may be a little more mental than physical or whatever, but I love having my my essential oils going on. And then I also always make a point to do like two walks a day just to completely clear my head. I put my phone down. That's one of my new things in the last like six months, and it's been game-changing because I'm on my phone, social media is all the time. So seeing that, just your phone all the time, that screen, got it just get your eyes off of for a little bit. And then I force myself to read and I hate reading. So I try to force myself to do things I don't like to do and like read an actual book, meaning just like some kind of something that gets my head into something that's not just like knowledge, something to explain my creativity. Just kind of think outside the box. So I always make sure I do a little bit of that as well.
0: Wow, that was a good take. And I like how you also talked about just like trying something new or trying something to expand your mind. Like that's something I've recently been getting into as well. Like, even though I don't want to go into maritime stuff, I got my boating license, because you can probably do that for free. And I'll show you how to do that if if you're interested. So I got that done. I'm looking into like learning about carpentry and plumbing and just general household stuff. So that's actually a similarity we have. How about that? So Uh, yeah, that's a great uh, point that you made. And on the note of you, you know, liking to do things that you're kind of uncomfortable with, which is probably connected to getting us out of your comfort zone. And I completely understand that. What's, have you ever specifically tried things like, you know, cold showers, the Wim Hof method, you know, things like that? Have you ever tried that?
1: I haven't done the one half method. No, but I have done the, um, I do cold showers like every day. I normally start my day off actually with a cold shower and Then I normally, after a workout, I normally do the warm shower. I know it kind of wakes me up more so and gets the day going for me with a cold shower. And then I kind of just like relaxing out with a hot shower. But there's definitely a lot more benefits with cold showers. What is the other method? Can you explain that one?
0: Yeah. So the Wim Hof method, it's actually designed to make you more exposed. It's made to allow for you to tolerate cold stuff more. So Wim Hof, he's this guy, he like goes out like shirtless, just wearing pants pretty much out into like the Arctic. There's like icebergs everywhere and he just sits there meditating and it's pretty cool. And then this is something I think you would actually enjoy, the Wim Hof method. From what I recall, because I don't do it too often, being honest, it's basically like wherever you're supposed to hyperventilate. So you literally like breathe in from your chest as much as you can and then you exhale (laughs) quickly. So you're basically hyperventilating for like I think one minute or two minutes and then he says all right exhale and you exhale and then you don't inhale you exhale completely you hold it there and I've gone like a minute a minute and a half maybe even two minutes at one point without even breathing so like like your fingers tingle. You know it's like some weird uh physical science stuff that's honestly somewhat boring to me but it feels amazing. (laughs) It's kind of cool and it's fun and I'm sure you like that. So that's basically got to do with just it's a form of meditation building that mind and of course that can connect to helping you with cold shower tolerance a lot more uh, so that's what that pretty much is and there's an app out there cool. a bunch of free resources to check out so you know I'll like send you some links if you need them man
1: dope <laughs> oh, hell yeah i always like new learning new techniques
0: awesome i'm sure you love it all right cool and then um, okay so that's pretty cool so mike let's say that somebody is listening to this podcast right now and they're feeling super motivated, like, oh boy, they're talking about cold showers and exercising. Oh, I'm so (laughs) motivated, right? Everyone's got that face. So let's say they're feeling super motivated to start exercising on a regular, and that's that's the word regular, regular consistent routine. So Mike, how can they start exercising without any body equipment for free at home with anabolic aliens or maybe even exercise? So what muscle groups would you recommend them uh, to get started on? What are some mistakes to avoid rules of thumb and anything else you want to mention?
1: From the start, make sure you're training every single muscle group. I would not recommend any one muscle group, but make sure you're training completely symmetrically. You want to train every single muscle group, especially evenly in the beginning. So you're building symmetrically from the start. That's really important. And when people don't do that, that's when they develop asymmetries right from the beginning, and then they're going to have to fix them two years down the road when they find out they have them. They probably don't even know during their training. And all of a sudden their right arm is an inch bigger than their left. And those are things we want to avoid right from the start. So. What you can do for free workouts is YouTube. I have literally hundreds of free workouts on my YouTube channel, and then my app Xercise also can generate free workouts. It's whatever you have available to, whatever equipment you have, or zero equipment at all. You can generate unlimited free workouts in Xercise, and also on my YouTube channel. Like I said, has a ton of options, and like, I, and also when you're actually forming your kind of program, like I said, you just want to make sure you're training all of the main muscle groups. So think about that as your chest, your back your shoulders, your triceps, your biceps. Then I would also incorporate like forearms and then we'll go down to lower body. Oh, and also your abs and then obliques and then legs. And then whenever you're talking legs, I always separate them the quads, hamstrings, glutes, and calves. So you literally wanna make sure you're doing some form of exercise for every single one of those muscle groups. And you're gonna wanna make sure that you're spacing out those muscle groups so you don't train the same muscle group without resting at least 24 hours in between. And you want you want to make sure you're training is smart and safe, and you also want to have some form of progression with your programming. So if you do eight reps this week, next rep next week try ten reps. Always push yourself to get to the next level.
0: Mm-hmm. Mike, real quickly, when uh, I believe you also mentioned this in one of your just like sit down and talk videos about progressive, uh, progressive overload and whatnot stuff like that. You mentioned to write down stuff like, uh, but you just like write down you know, how many sets or reps you did. So when it comes to doing the five minute workouts, do you mean like, like uh, count how many times you do reps and like pause the video, write it on a piece of paper? How would you exactly track that? Cause I've tried that before and it's a little bit challenging having to do that. So how exactly would we be able to track, uh, you know, with the five minute workout routines? Cause that stuff is like constant, like there's not much time for writing that down. So mm-hmm. how can we work with that?
1: Yeah, that's actually a tough question because realistically, there's not really an easy answer for that. It's more of the the progressional methods are getting more. If you're doing the bodyweight routines, the progressional methods are getting more weight, I mean getting more reps, bodyweight getting more reps or limiting excess rest. So realistically, the only way you can truly determine that perfectly is if you have to log it down. So you would try your best to remember as like I wouldn't log them mid-workout because you'd be taking away from the workout which is the problem. So at the end, you try to remember how many reps you got, which may not be possible. And if that's the case and you're really focusing on dialing in on the exact amount of reps you're getting, then I would do one straight minute, do a quick pause, write it down, and then go to the next one and keep it up that way just so you can actually have a, a – a, a number to actually look at. But realistically, if you're pushing, the point is, I always say for my intense workouts, and this is something that I feel like is so misunderstood, and it's that the reason they're for all experience levels is you can always get to the next level for yourself. And that's why if you're pushing yourself 100% today and you get more reps, you're going to eventually need to take more excess rest because you're pushing yourself to get more reps. It's a never-ending cycle of progression. So realistically, if you're pushing yourself as hard as you can on that day you're working out, you're getting as many reps as you can. It's high intensity. That way you're going to progress no matter what, even if you're not necessarily able to keep track of specific numbers because every single time you're doing that workout, you're pushing yourself at that 100%. So in theory, you would be progressing over time one way or another
0: as long as that 100% is actually true. That's a very good point, Mike. I like that. And before I asked you that question, you also mentioned to make sure you're training symmetrically and whatnot. Uh, yeah, definitely make sure you're doing that. Also, make sure whenever – this is something I specifically had an issue with at first – I kind of had an imbalance between my bicep and my tricep. So I was focusing so much on my bicep, but when you think about it, the tricep is like literally two thirds of your arm. Mm -hmm. And when I was like walking in the hallways, I would notice my arm is just like, it looks like I naturally have like distal bicep tendonitis, which I have, you know, I get that more often than I like to be honest, but it like my arms are naturally bending up. So thankfully I was able to fix that, but make sure you guys, like Mike said, to train, you know, with everything balanced. And then another problem is my back, which is what I'm currently working with you with your uh, 30 day back program. Huh? see that oh, yeah. so I'm doing a 30 day back program uh, because like whenever I do like bicep workouts, like I think it's like the closed grip hammer curl. Whenever the bicep, uh, the dumbbells are in front of you, I feel extra strain on my back. I'm like, oh, I haven't trained my back. I gotta get to that next you know so make sure as mike said you train everything equally and trust me from experience you want to train everything equally so that's a very great explanation mike we appreciate that um and just an fyi guys mike's youtube channel his website that will be linked uh in the description for you guys to check out also remember that his app exercise it is a free download in the apple play store that will also be linked down below for you guys to check out and also as a side note that was so weird to say because I'm so used to hearing you say that. like that. That is like such a surreal moment. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. I'm sure we have some people who are listening to this that are considering embarking on high risk, high reward endeavors, You know, maybe becoming an entrepreneur, going off the grid, becoming an expat, investing lots of money into a hobby Launching themselves in a space, I don't know, whatever, just a big challenge that they're facing that they may not be too sure of themselves, or that seems like a very daunting task. So, Mike, you may know a thing about uh, this subject. So, what advice would you like to offer to those people?
1: I'm a huge advocate for taking chances and also having security behind those chances. So, what I mean is, if you're really believing in what you're doing, then you're unstoppable. You have to truly, though, believe in your mission. Otherwise, the amount of time you have to put in to the actual reward that you want to see isn't going to be put in. You have to believe in your cause. You have to have passion behind your mission. And you have to have a fire to keep that burning along the ride. Because especially if it's an entrepreneur, if you're trying to build some kind of hobby into something that's making a lot of income, you need to put in a lot of time and a lot of that time is going to be unpaid in the beginning it's going to be absolutely chaotic and you have to be able to actually invest yourself not just your time you actually invest yourself a lot it's so hard to take your head off of what you believe in and what you're actually going for if you're <laughs> like actually pushing as hard as you can like for me trying to relax is very hard Because all I can think about is how I'm going to get myself to that next level. And it's the same thing. If you actually care about what you're doing and believe in what you're trying to accomplish and how you're trying to get there and what your stake is in it, then go for it and just make sure you're able to survive along the way. You don't have to live all royalty. I don't care what I have at all right now. I barely take any money myself because I put it back all into building this business because it's what I believe in. So it's really how much do you believe in yourself?
0: Wow. That's a good answer, Mike. I like that. And I'm sure, of course, as always, people will find that helpful. All right. And going uh, to build on with the stuff of chasing your dreams and whatnot, you're evidently going to have some people who are against your dreams, naysayers, doubters of your dreams. And I personally want to talk about this in the future because uh, I've always wanted to be a commercial pilot. And from my background, I'm from Bangladesh, and uh, you might hear the stereotype that you know people from my country, their parents want them to be you know doctors, lawyers, engineers, whatever. That stereotype, it's kind of chill, Let's be honest. So my parents never, unfortunately, wanted me to be a pilot. Uh, but and there, there have been a lot of times where before I kind of was more open about you know what I wanted to do. And and when I started to become more open about it, I would like often cry myself to sleep uh, because I just didn't know what to do. I felt so lost because. Like, how would you feel if your own parents didn't believe in you? You know, I mean, I guess we're kind of working through that stuff now. I don't know, but either way, I know a thing or two about what it feels like to not feel believed in. So whenever, like whenever I'm on Twitter, I always like to tell people, Hey, you know, remember I believe in you guys. And I, and I mean that because I know what it feels like from experience to not be believed in. And I want to make sure that everyone listening to this and everyone in our communities in anabolic aliens and on, you know, MGTOW Academy knows that if someone believes in them, it's Mike Rosa and it's MGTOW Academy. Cause you know, we want to support you guys Uh, whatever you're doing. So anyways, just going back to the question, how would you deal with naysayers and doubters of your dreams, Mike? What would you say to that?
1: Cut them out. Negativity, honestly, you got to throw it right to the side. And you have no room for negativity when everything you're trying to do is positivity for your life and to make yourself better. So any negativity is just going to hinder your own performance. And it's tough to say that with when you especially when you're talking about parental figures but like the realism is if you really want something and it's your dreams it's your life and if you're going to take the chance on your life then you have to understand that your decisions have consequences and you have to be able to deal with those decisions but if you want to go chase your dreams that's your decision to make and you got to go for it if you really believe in it
0: absolutely and building on to chasing your dreams as mike have said I'll tell you this, guys, from my experience, there have been no regrets. Let me just wind back to the idea of my parents wanting me to, you know, go into medical school and whatnot. I'm thinking back to what I would have been like if I would have gone down that path. And dude, I am so glad I did not go down that path. <laughs> it's you know, it's insane. Like a lot of people are like, dude, you're so cool for doing this, this, and that. Cause I mean, honestly, it was a lot of work to get that thing off the ground, you know, aviation pun intended off the ground, haha. But um, you know, like still there there's a lot of stuff that people don't realize like there there's been a lot of arguments and there's been a lot of personal battles so to speak when it comes to getting that stuff done and there are going to be times when you're going to doubt yourself i've doubted myself many times I'm like oh i should have gone through that program i should have listened to my parents i should have chosen uh, chosen safety and security but thinking about it now i have absolutely no regrets and you know like i applied anabolic alliances uh, you know, mentality, I guess, to what I was doing. And just to, you know, trust yourself, go after it, have no limits, all that cool stuff. And it worked yeah. out in the end. So for anybody is listening to this right now, and you feel like, you know, you have no one supporting you, know that number one, MakeTower Academy and Mike Rose supports you. And number two, you can do it. And if you think you should do it, you should do it. <laughs> okay. So anyways, um, for those who always, you know, saw exercise as something that they wanted to do, but they always saw it as like something that was not meant for them. As in, it's a different world. Like, oh, that's a, those are people who are like fitness jocks. They go to the gym. They spend their lives there. That's not meant for me. Uh, you know, Mike, how would you advise someone like that to get started uh, with exercising? Because to them, it's extra challenging. I would imagine, given that they see it to be something that's not meant for them. So, what would you tell those people?
1: Well, that's exactly what. That's exactly why I created the intense workouts. So I wanted to create systems that work for people right at home whatever equipment they have that they can do quick on their own and it was really just to get them to understand that like listen all you need is five minutes to actually feel something work and then you fall in love with the feeling of bettering how you're actually doing the exercises then you want more and then you push yourself now it's 10 minutes and then you're up to 15 and before you know it you're already at the gym you didn't even think you'd ever join a gym before so i think it's again back to small things lead to big things So if you can start yourself off with some kind of method that you don't hate, maybe you think you're going to actually hate everything, but I guarantee you there's some form of exercise that you can find that you can do somewhere that you won't hate. And then when you find something that you're able to build off of and then you establish your consistency, you're going to notice a whole different world when you then start working on that quality.
0: Awesome. That's great advice. And once again, that is some of the, you know, Questions I've kind of been getting, or some of the answers I've been getting when I ask people what they struggle with, you know, with fitness. And I kind of got that vibe off of them, like the way they were describing it. I felt like they saw it in that perspective. So I'm glad that you were able to answer that question, Mike. I'm sure that those people will find that helpful. All right. So now moving on, your new poem based podcast, uh, I think it's called No Limits, if I understand correctly. That's pretty damn good, by the way, if I do say so myself. It's a really great podcast. Y'all should check it out. I'll link that down below. Uh, But, anyways, that is an excellent way to keep motivation up. And, you know, exercise is, of course, also a mental process. So other than using your awesome motivational podcast, uh, Mike, how would you recommend for someone to remain motivated uh, through exercise? And this isn't just, you know, motivation, like one day you're motivated, one day you're not like sporadically, you know, because motivation, it comes and goes. So what can we do to, you know, try to keep that, that motivation as long as possible and keep those people, you know, pushing through it no matter what? What would you say to those people, Mike? Set goals set realistic
1: goals that you actually want and then see them out the little steps of progression you have to give yourself some kind of reward realistically you need to keep yourself motivated in the process and on those days that you feel absolutely no motivation that's when you look in the mirror and see how far you have come from the beginning and you're like hell yeah i'm going to keep on going and that's what pushes through through that day and then the next day you're ready to go again it's just filling in the gaps of those Days you feel mentally out of it with all the motivation that's been fueling your process from the beginning. That's why I always say remember why you started, and also set a goal for when, w- where you're trying to go. You need to have some form of destination. Otherwise, you don't really know what direction to take. So, set a goal for yourself, and then work toward that goal. And that's the whole point of exercise as well, with that progressional element, with something you're chasing toward. It'll help you get there, not just more, not just faster, but it'll help you get there happier.
0: Wow, that's a great response, Mike. And on the note of setting goals, real quickly, don't just set, guys, don't just set goals and be like, oh, I'll wake up tomorrow, maybe uh, do dynamic stretching. And by the way, guys, do dynamic, aesthetic stretching. You should do that. Be proactive. But you know, I'll do you know stretches, I'll do this. Be specific with your goals. Don't just set goals, set smart goals. You might have heard the acronym SMART, you know, specific, measurable, attainable uh you know, relevant and time specific, something like that. Make sure those goals are specific. They're realistic, like Mike said, and you can measure those. So that way it's easier to remain motivated. Don't just set a goal that seems too daunting or something that you can't measure. Make sure that goal is realistic, but also something that's going to help you and not demotivate you. So Mike, that was an excellent point. I like how you mentioned uh, setting goals. That was great. Okay, Mike, I'm going to ask you this question. Uh, did you ever have an addiction or something like an addiction if you did have one? How did you conquer it, and what advice would you offer to somebody who is addicted to something or they're having trouble dropping something? What would you say to them?
1: I never had any addiction. I'd say, I mean, I definitely addicted to exercise, but I know that's not what you mean. Um, like <laughs> in college, I definitely drank way too much, which was contradicting to my fitness goals. I was kind of a party animal with my boys, and we just it, we enjoyed college very much. But
0: yeah, UNH it, represent.
1: <laughs> exactly. But, <laughs> but um, it, did res- it definitely restricted where I wanted to go f- with fitness and also business-wise. And when I graduated college, I came to the point of, hey, I can keep going to the club every weekend with my friends and not really push myself forward to actually chase my dreams. Or I can start prioritizing my own ambitions and something more valuable to my life versus just blacking out one Friday night with the boys and actually put my like ambitions to work. And that's what honestly changed my life. I actually don't drink much these days. And it's not just because I like, don't like drinking. I also go out and have fun with my friends. I just am so focused on what I want to accomplish that. I don't even really think about partying anymore. <laughs> I just want it so bad.
0: Wow. That's a really great answer, Mike. I appreciate you sharing that perspective. That's really great. Uh, personally, for me, in terms of addiction, the reason I asked that was because uh, growing up, uh, people don't talk about it much because it's like a taboo subject and whatnot but i'm hoping that i can at least share my perspective and get the conversation going do my part i, I have like a pornography addiction and i honestly i think i'm still fighting it being honest with you because it's very difficult to freaking fight off like if you have a cigarette addiction you know go take your cigarettes uh, put them under the kitchen sink you can't do anything if you have alcohol throw it out the window dump it in the grass you're good but if you have a porn addiction oh let's be honest you can't do much with it you just got to you know, kind of toughen it out. All right. That's just how it is. So that's something I always faced. And I'm sure that many other guys out there have something similar. So I'm hoping that I could, you know, take my story with that at some point in the future and make it beneficial for the listener. Like Mike said, with his uh, alcohol, not addiction, but, you know, he clearly wanted to cut back on that, Uh, you know, cutting back on that and see how beneficial it was. I'm hoping that that can provide some value. So I just wanted to touch on that a little bit in our podcast today. So Great response Mike. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. Uh Mike, what is your worst bad habit? So like I don't know what that might be. Like I don't know, social media, you know, you, you you surf on your phone too much. What's your worst bad habit and how are you doing in terms of progressing against that habit? And what can you share with us?
1: My worst bad habit I definitely actually would say is in judge in judging people. And what I mean is I'm a. I give people too many chances, and I've been getting screwed over multiple times in the past. Meaning, I want it. I want to please everyone who comes into like my life, into my like business realm. I'm talking business sense, and I mean, what I'm trying to say is basically, I'm not. I haven't been the best judge of character because I've seen people. I want to see them in the best light, and then I've come. I've gotten kind of screwed over without having a better judge of character. So I guess what I'm trying to do is be more cautious in how I'm starting people working with me, how I'm starting doing things with companies, how I'm I'm just being very secure before I make decisions because I definitely, I'd say, I guess, kind of goes into that a bad habit is I am impulsive. So I have to make sure I'm kind of just calming myself down. And I do, I'm not going to blame anything, but I I am a very anxious person, which definitely contributes. And one of the things I've been trying to do is... Reduce my anxiety and it's been something I've really been actively working on in the last year and it's been really helping me kind of just see things more clear and then look at people for more than just what I want to see them as and kind of feel people out versus just hope for the best.
0: That's a great response, Mike. Um, so for me, bad habits. The reason I wanted to ask that once again was because everyone has bad habits, and I don't want people to feel guilty for having, you know, bad habits. Like, oh, you know, I eat sugar too much because that's my thing. Consuming too much sugar, especially at nighttime, time, that's my bad habit. All right. So everyone's got their bad habit, and remember, guys, that we're not going to be perfect. You know, Mike's not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. But we can still do our best with everything. So trying to identify those negative habits can greatly improve your life because you can actively work against that. Like Mike has been doing like, you know, working against his anxiety. So Mike, on the note of anxiety real quickly, I believe I may or may not, may have not asked this uh, a while ago. I just want to make sure, have you ever like tried out meditation? Like what what was your experience with that type of stuff, you know, with meditation?
1: I mean, I don't really do like a, a real form of meditation. I more just do my active stretching and then just do mindful breathing exercises, then go my walks. That's more of my form of meditation. I would love to learn more about some of the stuff you were talking about earlier and kind of get more actually into it. But I just need to find ways to clear my head. And that's really what helps me just kind of whatever I can do to get myself out of my head because that's the crazy place. So. <laughs>
0: Okay, I can understand that. Yeah. So with meditation, Mike, I'm not sure how much experience you have with this. And of course, for the listener who might be curious about it, I'll share my experience with it real briefly. Meditation, it's simply the process of observing your mind. I mean, like I do meditation and my mind's running for the majority of the time, and that's fine. The whole concept with it is that you want to catch yourself whenever you're slipping. So for me, if my thoughts, like my mind runs off when I'm supposed to be doing, you know, reading a book or doing work, I catch, I notice I'm catching myself more often. Like, oh, you know, Mictow Academy, you're going off topic. So for you, if you suffer from anxiety, you might notice yourself getting anxious during meditation if that does happen. And then during social situations, you will catch yourself more easily you know, getting anxiety, you'll be more mindful, more observant of yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole process with it. So even if you're not good at it, don't do it frequently. I don't do it all the time, but I still recommend you try it every now and then just to observe yourself because you will learn a lot just from simply sitting still, you know, breathing, being mindful. So I recommend you guys give that a shot. But Mike, that was a great response. Okay. So Mike distractions, they're everywhere in our society. Okay. And if you want us to seek, uh, you know, towards whatever you're working towards, you know, for you, anabolic aliens and whatnot, uh, Whatever it may be, you have to have almost tunnel vision like focus on what you're working towards. So, Mike, what are some distractions that mess with you specifically? How do you counter those distractions? And what are some actionable steps you could give to the listener as to how to counter those distractions?
1: One of my biggest distractions is people constantly coming into the picture and getting your mind off what you're focusing on, whether it's a phone call, whether it's your friend asking you to hang out, whether it's Whatever's going on, basically, whenever just interrupts your thought process and gets your head out of what you're doing, that is a huge distraction. And what I do to actually combat that is I lock myself in my room or I go to a coffee shop put my headphones because I actually like to have background sound. I need like a TV. I need music. I need something in the background, but I can't be having people interrupt me. That's what completely screws me up. So when I have a day of filming, if I'm doing work before and then I have to go film, it is so hard to get back to doing work. So that's why I have to kind of prioritize myself to s- kind of just sit through a working process and kind of schedule in a specific time frame where I know I'm, I am can grind. I don't have phone calls. I don't have anything scheduled. This is work time. So I kind of have to train myself to focus and <laughs> I have to train myself to focus on the times that... I actually schedule for that focus.
0: That's a great response. And with us being in quarantine, you know, if you don't have a schedule, you will likely be forced to start a schedule if you want your life to have, you know, some resemblance of normalcy as if that ever exists anymore. But hey, anyways, that's a great response in regards to having, you know, set time. Like, hey, this is the time to work. I like how you put that into words. And I think I find it helpful. And of course, I'm sure the listener will also find that helpful. Great answer, Mike. Okay, so Mike, uh, this is kind of an open-ended and personal question. What was the worst day of your life and how specifically did you bounce back from that worst day?
1: The worst day of my life. Good <laughs> hmm. question, huh? Yeah. The worst day of my life. That's tough. I'd probably say the worst day of my life was when the first my first family member that really meant a lot to me died and i didn't really know how to deal with it it was the first time anything like that happened in my life and i i'm a definitely very sensitive person so i'm very very passionate with my family Family's everything to me very hard to kind of think about anything else when you see your parents crying and people you love crying and it's very hard to look at things normally in those situations so What I did was I kind of honestly just went to the gym. I did all the things that I know helped me find myself, find who I am, and then I know I'd find myself in the rough and fight my way through. So kind of just got to distract yourself mentally during the times of the rough and push through because you will get through if you you just keep finishing strong.
0: (laughs) Wow. Well, I like that response, Mike, and it's very humbling. I'm sorry to hear about your loss, but I'm sure you're able to handle it uh, better now as time has passed time and acceptance is what heals so i'm hoping that you've recovered from that obviously and you're doing much better so i'm glad to hear about that uh you know personally for me i haven't thankfully had any deaths recently but it was a close call my, my grandma had like like freaking two heart attacks in like since like february and march so everyone's like life has been on the decline since like march because that's when quarantine started for me it's been on the decline ever since like late February. So I'm like, aha, I'm really to the party, you know? So uh that's kind of that's <laughs> what it's been like for me. But I legit thought that she was gonna die and it scared the hell out of me because like oh. I, I'm not prepared for that. And like you, Mike, I'm a very emotional person. Like uh, like unfortunately, you know, emotional guys aren't portrayed as they should be. You know, guys aren't exactly you know who show their emotion, aren't exactly praised you know like in my family it's just kind of sad seeing how whenever I'm crying over things like I had a mental breakdown uh because of social isolation I'm a very extroverted person and I'm talking I'm crying my eyes out like I just can't handle the mental stress of being away from my friends they mean the world to me just like you you know your family means the world to you my friends are not friends they're family there is no for me there is no such thing as friends they're either my family or not because I I, they're that close to me you know Mm -hmm. we have connections they're that close so it was very difficult for me and um you know being open about your emotions, I highly respect that. And like you said, finding something to stick to and just think, like kind of stick through the mental toughness. I like the way you worded that. So we we're all going through different things right now. Uh, you know, we may have someone listening to this who's having maybe their worst day of their life, and this may be the thing they needed to hear. So Mike, I'm glad that you were able to provide uh, that perspective. We, we we definitely appreciate that. So all right, Mike, can you name the most influential person in your life and why that person is the most influential person to you?
1: Definitely my dad. And I mean, I wish I could say my dad and my mom at the same time, but I'll say my dad because I, he just does everything he can to better the family. Everything he does is to support other people over himself, and meaning my sister, my mom, and me. And it just is something I've seen from day one and something I want to do for my kids, I want to do for my family, and I want to be able to give back to my parents for all the support they've given me. So that's definitely the most influential person I have in my life because from the very start of everything I want to do, it's to make them proud.
0: Wow. That's that's really cool, Mike. Also <clears throat> from what I've understood before, uh, your dad was like a high school coach or whatever. I saw you on the Penteli's podcast with Nick Drosso, So I, I was paying attention. I done my homework. Your dad was a high school coach or something. Y'all you, you were talking about how they can't, uh, you know, like the suicides, those exercises they make student athletes do. They can't do that anymore. I remember that specifically. So your dad was a high school coach. Uh, and I remember in that video specifically, you mentioned that early in your life, you, you know hung out with the wrong crowd. We'll touch on that later, but you mentioned that you wanted to be a criminal defense lawyer to help people, and then you got into fitness when you did the insanity program with your mother. So do you think your dad had any effect being a high school coach in terms of getting into fitness? So my dad wasn't the actual high school coach. He was the coach
1: of my growing up teams, like the town teams, and then also the uh, the summer team, the leagues that we were doing, and like that, the, what are they called, like AAU teams. So my dad oh, was a okay. coach of yeah. those, yeah, and yeah, okay. he he always motivated me to in the sport realm. He was never a lifter himself. I don't actually think he he doesn't go to the gym once to this day. <laughs> so <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. I've kind of taken a whole different role in like the sports industry, I guess, into like the more like gym sense, where my dad was always on. My dad was the captain of the baseball and soccer team at Holy Cross.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well that's pretty cool. I'm glad to hear that, Mike, that you have someone like your dad that you can look up to. I'm glad to hear that, man. All right. Well, Mike, this isn't also just an open-ended question and this is your platform, dude. This is where you can talk. If there's, you know, do you have like anything that's like, you know, no one seems to talk about, I guess? It could be anything. I don't care if it's political, non-political, just like the most random thing in the freaking world. This is your platform, dude. So is there anything that you want to talk about that no one seems to talk about, but you find it like you know, strange and specific and you just want to talk about it. Do you have anything you want to say?
1: Uh man, I I freaking love talking (laughs) about aliens, dude. I think we're about (laughs) I'm serious though. Aliens. I'm telling you, something (laughs) crazy is gonna happen in the next like hundred years and we're just gonna expand with some new kind of tech. It's gonna reach a new kind of planet and then we're all of a sudden gonna be chilling with the aliens.
0: That is so cool. Dude, did you see that UFO video that the Navy like like uh unclassified, declassified? I think it was like a few weeks ago. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, I've been following. They released that like a year ago, and they they, they released <laughs> that to just lower the tension about COVID. They like the timing mm-hmm. was so crazy. But that, that that picture and all of those cases have been going on for years, and the government just keeps it under wraps. I'm into that stuff. Do you
0: think Okay, Mike, here's a really quick theory that I have about aliens since we're talking about it. Do you think they come from the ocean? Because the way that I see it is that the majority of our oceans are unexplored and a lot of UFO sightings happen over the ocean. So that's my theory behind that. Do you think they come from the ocean or where do you think they come from?
1: I think they come from the ocean. I think they come from a whole nother ocean, a whole nother planet. I think they're <laughs> literally everywhere, man. Okay. I mean, what we don't know. I mean, everyone has to see things to believe things, but the realism is we're never gonna see everything. So just depends on what you think's out there. And eventually we know for a fact there's definitely other forms of life out there and we're finding new things all the time with ourselves. We are not there's no way we are so stubborn in to think that we know everything when the universe is so massive, you know. <laughs>
0: Yo, yo, that's so cool. I can see an alien right now. Wait, do it? Oh, wait, no, that's just Mike Rosa. Never mind. I'm sorry. Oh, Mike right Rosa, here. never mind. <laughs> yeah, Anabolic Aliens, yo. So, is that like how you got the name? Is that how Anabolic Aliens got called Anabolic Aliens? Is that what the name came from? More so, it was just
1: like something to be different. We didn't want to just be another fitness channel. We wanted to have fun with it and really just enjoy, like, I took the spiel as like gains out of this world. That's kind of really what I turned into to keep it fun. But in the beginning, it was just like a play on words actually with steroids because everyone thinks like anabolic means steroids, but anabolic actually means grow to build. So we want to do like anabolic aliens, like I'm an alien to steroids. I don't take steroids as a little play on words. And then also it was just like, again, to have a name that stood out that wasn't just your normal fitness channel. But then it's really turned into the whole community vibe and the gains out of this world.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, that's pretty cool you know <laughs> i'm so i just find it so i'm not, I'm not trying to be me but i just find it funny that like out of all the things you chose aliens and your name is anabolic aliens that's so cool dude i love that that is so freaking awesome i'm sure the people from the anabolic aliens family is gonna love that that's gonna be awesome <laughs> that's gonna be so cool okay Mo- mike growing up as a kid did you ever expect to be an entrepreneur with anabolic aliens because i remember you know as i said before you unfortunately hung out with the wrong crowd because you know you lack self-confidence and all that sort of stuff. And you wanted to help people who didn't have anyone else helping them. And you wanted to become a criminal defense lawyer uh, and all that sort of stuff. At that point in time, could you even envision yourself becoming an entrepreneur in general or doing something related to fitness? You know, What do you think about that?
1: I had no idea at that point, honestly. And the reason I didn't know was because Everything changed when I did the Insanity program with my mom. That is literally what changed everything in my entire life. I fell in love with fitness, and that's when I knew I needed to do something in this industry. And I fell in love with that time after I already decided what I was going to go to college for, and that was the lawyer thing. And then realistically, it was like, what exactly can you do with fitness? And then my parents made me go to college because of a backup plan, but I wanted to pursue my own thing. And I was always the kid who hated to be in the classroom and had to do my own thing anyway. So I was like, eventually it just kind of came as a no brainer. It's like, you know what? I'm going to turn this passion into a business.
0: Wow. That's a really great response. And Mike, the reason I asked that was because you got to keep in mind that things are dynamic. You know, your ideas will never be the same. And, I, and you have to be realistic because like I can go on this podcast and they say, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, this in the future and do that and whatnot. Everyone's got a plan, but Things are going to change. Like when I started the aviation project, dude, I was hoping to do so many things. I was hoping to do drone instruction, you know, work with like uh, this team building activities, but we went virtual, everything was flipped upside down. So it's very important to show that things can change in just a few weeks or months. And for you, that may have been, you know, maybe one workout, which was the insanity program, because I believe you said you fell in love with it like the first time you did it. So that just goes to show that, you know, your ideas are always changing. You as a person, you're always changing, and it's important to. Recognize and to respect yourself as a person as you evolve and grow. So, Mike, that was an excellent response. Okay. Well, Mike, there are people who are leaders, they're followers in life, right? You got those different groups of people. That's the way I see it. And as I've stated earlier, the goal with the show. Uh, the Make Academy show is to allow for men to free themselves from whatever may endanger them, enslave them, whatever, and get them to become independent leaders in their area of expertise. So for me, my areas of expertise are aviation, you know, men-specific issues. That's something I I felt passionate about because I always felt like mental health and the male suicide epidemic was something no one ever talked about. But I wanted to help those guys out, so that's why I'm kind of here, you know. So that's my area of you know passion, expertise, and whatnot. For you, it's exercise, teaching fitness helping people in general to achieve their goals. So regardless of that field that you specialize in, no matter where you go, there's always going to be these skills that are transferable and that are going to be beneficial and important. So Mike, based off of your experience, what are those skills that people can work on and what are some ways that you believe people could build up those skills? So can you kind of clarify that question? So basically, how would I,
1: how would those skills be? What, what exactly is you, are you asking?
0: Yeah, I'm sorry for ramble on too much. That's one of my problems. What what I was asking was, <laughs> what I was asking was all sorts of uh, you know leaders and whatnot. No matter what your field is in, be it aviation, be it fitness, there's going to be skills that every single leader should encompass and every single leader should have, no Amen. matter what. In your opinion, what are those skills? Why are those skills you know something everyone should have? And how can people build on those skills?
1: Got you, got you. Yeah, so definitely one of the main things that you have to have is you have to have the ability to handle criticism and you have to be able to handle negativity and turn it into positivity. You have to be able to be the one to actually guide the way and be able to take the punches that other people aren't able to take because you're the one who is leading the way. So at the end of the day, you have to think about it as yourself as like, I like saying it in the sense of like a business perspective with the boss, when the boss has employees and something goes wrong at the end of the day, it's the boss's responsibility. It's the boss's fault. No matter who's emplo- who, in what employee messes up, at the end of the day, it's the boss's responsibility to make sure that person is on top of the job. So that's the same type of process. That's the same type of process that when it goes into being like a leader and how you have to actually lead. You have to be able to handle the tough situations. You have to be able to adapt and like you said, evolve and grow.
0: Wow. All right. That's a great answer, Mike. I like that. All right, Mike. So the next question that I'm going to ask you, um, it's kind of based on ego. So like everyone has an ego, and I think it's in our best interest to put the ego aside and approach everything as objectively as possible. And Mike, being honest, I have—I don't know—I've like never seen you have an ego before. I'm just being honest. I've never seen you act like that, and that's part of why I kind of respect you so much. Is simply because of the way you act on and off camera. So, Mike, uh, when it comes to dealing with an ego, can you describe a situation where you let your ego get the best of you? and how you've learned over the years to push that ego aside and not let it get the best of you? I think ego
1: is something that is often misunderstood for confidence as well. There's a difference, in my opinion, between an ego and confidence. And when you're able to actually determine that difference, you are able to be very confident and not at all, not feel like you have an ego. And that's kind of the, how I've been able to do things in the last couple of years. I've learned how to love myself and be confident in what I'm doing. And that confidence has helped me eliminate an ego. I don't need an ego. I believe in myself. I believe in what I'm saying. I don't speak bullshit. I mean what I'm trying to say. And I have a reason why I'm saying it. And I want to provide value and actually help people. So, wow.
0: <laughs> you know, though? <laughs> yeah, dude, I got you. That's a great way to put it. I like that. Yeah. Thankfully, I'm not trying to, I know this sounds like an, an egotistic thing to say, but I don't have an ego. And As ironic as that may sound. I don't have much of it. Like, it exists, but I try to push it down. And I like the way you put it as to building confidence so that you don't even need an ego. There is no need for an ego if you have confidence. Great perspective, Mike. I love it. All right, Mike. So what was the most mean, demotivating thing someone did or say to you? And how did you handle it? And what advice would you offer to someone who would have to, unfortunately, deal with that type of stuff constantly? Hmm. So. The hardest thing
1: about the entire beginning of Anabolic Aliens and why I was very still self-conscious on camera the first couple of years of the channel, of the business, if you literally watch a video today and compare it to even an intense five-minute workout from a few years ago, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And the reason was I had a partner who was very condescending and I was not really ever Feeling good about myself when I was doing like content and and stuff. And it got to a point where I was like, you know what? I believe in this. I want this to be something. If there's not going to be a way to get to the next level and pursue like an actual passion and actually have confidence behind what we're doing, then this time to go separate ways. And then I eventually that negativity got cut out and then my life honestly changed. (laughs) And everything's been game-changing sense
0: right and just to clarify when you're talking about you know the condescending stuff you're talking about you know eric q of course correct yes just to make sure okay yeah so we're going to touch on that later but for everyone who isn't familiar with anabolic aliens in the older videos, Mike had a partner uh, named Eric Q. They met together on the baseball team. They went to the same gym. They lifted together and they kind of got into lifting at the same time. So that's how anabolic aliens came to be. And we'll touch on that later. But just so everyone knows, you know, what Mike's talking about, he's talking about his partner, Eric. And from those of you from the alien community, we will talk about that stuff a bit later. So stay tuned. <laughs> it's a long podcast, but hopefully you guys are enjoying it so far. So, anyways, Mike, you're, you're, by the way, I just want to applaud you. You're doing a great job in responding to these questions. I mean, I knew you were going to be good when you were like, you know, talking and whatnot. Uh, I remember you made a video. You said I'm not a person who likes to sit down and talk, but honestly, man, I, I'm I'm kind of impressed. I mean, you're doing pretty good. I just <laughs> Thanks, man. You really are. I rambled though. <laughs> so do I. But hey, man, you're doing a you're doing a kick ass job considering that your main thing is fitness, and here you are coming onto a podcast, answering all these questions like a champ. I mean, you're doing a great job. I'm just saying you are. I'm not kissing your ass, even though <laughs> I, I'm I mean like you're doing a great job. Really, Appreciate you are. it, bro. All right, Mike. Yeah. Anyway, so Mike. um, Early in life, you said that you've gone into a good amount of trouble with people. I've probably mentioned that like three times already. So you said that because you lacked confidence, you hung out with the wrong crowd, all that sort of stuff. Since you've hung out with the wrong crowd in the past, what are some red flags to look out for like, uh, when meeting new people? And what are some red flags you want to mention specifically to our audience that they can avoid? I'm such a
1: huge advocate for cutting out negativity these days any negative vibe someone brings to you, cut it out. <laughs> and the, it's, it's kind of a black and white statement because realistically, you're just not gonna vibe with everyone. And there's the people that you may not vibe with, but you're still like friendly with or whatever. But there's a huge difference between if someone's making you question who you are, question your decisions, question your own happiness, there's no reason they should even be in your life. So literally, whether that's they're just, doing They're insulting you, and it's maybe they don't find it insulting. You say something, yet they still always are putting you down. That is something you're like, okay, I don't need you in my life. You're just you're cancer to my life. And it's the same thing with that's, yeah, that's. I'm gonna leave it there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that was a good response, Mike. I like that. All right. Well, yeah, I lost my train of thought a little bit. <laughs> it's okay. I understand. We all have our different ways of processing information and I'm sure people will still find the helpful. So thank you for responding to that. Okay, Mike. Um, something that I used to think before uh, watching one of your videos where you like kind of sat down it was like a 45 minute video i believe where you explained how you built up anabolic aliens which is very helpful by the way those videos you make like static dynamic stretching sitting down and talking and, and what they don't get many views but honestly i think those are some of the most valuable videos you can ever make because you know when it comes to fitness people don't expect the academic part of sitting down and understanding things from a science point of view or just sitting down and like talking about things so by the way I commend you for making those videos. They're awesome and I love them. So keep them coming. But in those, in one of those videos, you mentioned about having balance and the way you put it, it resonated with me, man. All right. So like what I used to think in order to be successful previously was that you had to work 24, 7, 365, not have any free time, any fun time. I kid you not one time I was like, okay, here's a new promise. I am not going to watch any movies, no sugar food, no junk food, no free time. Probably no music and uh, all work 24-7. Yeah, that should work. Okay, well, come on. Surprise, it did not work. Uh, Anyways, those are some false, you know, misconceptions I kind of picked up from the hustle culture that we commonly see today on Instagram, Twitter. You know, we see that hustle culture all the time. And, you know, I know that you're all about finding balance and working, you know, for that weekend to, you know, let loose, have, you know, fun with your friends at a party and whatnot. And, you know, maybe even eat junk food as long as you, you know, of course, track it. No limits except for when you're eating junk food, right? (laughs) So uh, (laughs) no limits except for junk food, right? So anyways, getting back to the idea of finding balance uh, between work and fun. It really struck with me, and I wanted to just touch on that. Could you please elaborate on that to the listener about the importance of finding work and balance? because I feel that often people might see the hustle culture and they might be like, "Oh, I have to work you know all the time like this guy does or that guy does in order to be successful." And I think that's not exactly true. And I think that those are some misconceptions that are being sold, and that in some way, shape and form, it can be toxic to people. So could you please elaborate on what you mean by balance? Well, I think one of
1: the main misconceptions. With what you just said is that a lot of those people who are working twenty four seven, a lot of them love what they do, so it's not work to them. Which is definitely something to consider. But when I say balance, it's like you have to be able to have a sense of your own happiness along with your work, especially if your work isn't something you're truly passionate about. Like if you just have a normal nine to five job and you're just kind of like the, you're just working to make a living and do your thing, you know that's something you still have to make you always have to make time for yourself you always have to make sure you have some kind of mental balance and mental freedom and that's going to allow you to just be able to get through your days with a lot a lot happier of a sense of mind because when we just are in a rhythm of doing the same monotonous thing and not having any sense of just self creativity and self exploration that we fall dead to the just the systems of the daily life and there's so much more that life can offer if you just take the time to actually appreciate some of your own time and maximize it just to explore your own life journey because there's so many different ways that you can see what's going on just try new things
0: damn that was a hell of a good answer i like that mike okay uh so i like how you talked about all the stuff you said i can't pick i can't pick anything specific that was a really great answer i like that mike (laughs) so one thing I wanted to kind of touch on, I was just thinking about it as you were making your points is kind of taking a break. You kind of talked to that for a bit, you know, taking a break for some stuff. There's always going to be things you love, but sometimes just for the sake of your mental health, you need to take a break and just have a you day where you get, you get to, you know, let loose. You get to watch movies, eat a little bit of junk food and, and just like let yourself have a break day because, you know, you deserve it, right? So when do you think it's that point, should I say, that you should take that break day? What are the signs that you should be taking that break day from your experience? When
1: it it stops becoming as fun, when you start losing fun, when you start taking away the actual enjoyment of the process, that's when you're starting to risk the sustainability of it. You have to be able to enjoy the process to make it one that's going to endure.
0: Mm. That was a really simple answer, but I love how you say something like, when it stops being fun, you hear that all the time, but the way you explained it really worked out. And I'm sure that it's going to resonate with the listener really well. So I'm just saying, whenever you explain things like that, it's really helpful because you always hear stuff like, yeah, if it stops being fun, then don't do it. But when you actually (laughs) take the time to explain it and put it into context, it is so much more helpful to me and also to the other people. So thank you, by the way, for providing that perspective. Uh, Okay. Well, Mike, That was pretty much the uh, more in-depth questions that I was going to ask. So you were doing a great job, by the way, as I've said. And now for the alien family out there, we're going to get to the questions that the Anabolic Alien fans want to hear. Uh, They're probably like dead tired, like, come on, it's been going on for over an hour. What are you guys going to get to the (laughs) (laughs) question? It's finally time for those questions. So let's go ahead and dive right into this. So Mike, at what point did you realize that Anabolic Aliens could become your career? And how did you react to it at that point in time?
1: When my five-minute workout series started to go viral and all of this attention started coming to the channel, then money started coming in, brand deals started coming in, and then the actual attention of where I could put my own creations and ideas into just opened up a whole new world of opportunity for me. And that's when I realized, you know what, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to go after.
0: Wow. And also, if it's um, okay to ask, how much, uh, you know, moolah do you exactly get from YouTube? Just curious to know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: YouTube's, like, um, YouTube can make six figures off a year.
0: Six figures a year? Six figures off YouTube. Holy shit. Holy shit, this guy's stuck. Okay, well, good answer, Mike. <laughs> Glad to know you're making it re- <laughs> Glad to know it's successful. Honestly, I thought it wouldn't be that much because I've heard about demonetization with YouTube, but you're in such a good spot because it's exercise. Like, unless you bleep out the, like you just like say the F word, like, oh, you're doing ab work or something. I think you should be good in terms of monetization. So that's that's fair. And I'm glad to hear you're, you know, making it rich off of YouTube. Congratulations, Mike. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) We're proud of you, man. We're proud of you. All right, so this is going back to Eric. And I wanted to just kind of touch on this for a bit because even a few days ago, one of your posts, you were making a post uh, on, on the YouTube community thing, and I think it was the post with your Exerprise Matt, or was another post with you posing with another guy? I can't remember which one it was. Anyways, someone was asking in the comments, um, you know, hey, what happened to your old partner, Eric? Because you know, remember, there are some people who are just coming to your channel they saw videos from a couple years ago, and then they're immediately hopping over to your newer videos and not seeing Eric. So to make sure that everybody is on the same page, could you please elaborate more in depth you know, like anything you want to say about Eric? what has happened with Eric and just something you would like to share with everybody uh, with the experience, you know, with Eric, I guess, if that's the best way to put it. It was more of a process of, I wanted
1: this, he didn't. And there was just no room to really grow with Eric and anabolic aliens. I wanted to do this full time. And then when I put my whole heart into this, he wasn't putting in nearly as much effort. I was doing about eighty percent of the work and giving him twenty percent of the workload is generous. And it got to a point where we kept having arguments about the workload. I'm like, dude, I'm doing all this, you're we're making fifty percent, this like we something's gotta change and then blah blah blah. And then I came up with the idea for exit prize and then all of this. And we were going back and forth for a while about just how much what we really wanted with the company and where we wanted to take it. And I was like, I want this to be a thing. I want this to not be just a YouTube channel. I want to actually have a business. I know we can do it. And I want to put my whole heart into this. And then I came up with the idea with X surprise, which is my biggest moneymaker X surprise. And the last thing Eric said to me was, yeah, good luck with the train wreck of your app. And <laughs> that's when I was like,
0: Holy shit. He said that. Yeah. He said that to you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and.
0: I didn't know that, man.
1: And that was after I was, I, was, I was helping him for years, honestly. I was doing everything to carry the team. And I, I don't like saying, I don't love talking about this topic. But the realism is I just learned that I was being restricted with being who I wanted to be as a person. I was always getting put down for how I did things, how I acted, how I was training. And it was just a never of a good environment. And as soon as we separated ways, and it really came down to I wanted to pursue Anabolic Aliens, the next surprise, and he didn't. So I pursued it. We went separate ways. And then I realized, holy hell, everything is positive now. And everything is happy. And I'm doing this because I actually love it. And like no one's criticizing me. No one's putting me down. And everything, literally as soon as we separated, everything exploded everything started working out i started getting other people on the team i started hiring employees and i honestly the happiest i've ever been in my life i feel like that whole separation honestly when we the first two years with anabolic aliens i was in college so i was still in college while eric was out of college and he was out of college when anabolic aliens first started i was a sophomore in college so i had two years and having him in the beginning was honestly very helpful like Because I couldn't do it alone. I had a whole other thing going on. I had a full-time student. And it was great having someone else there. But as soon as I was able to put my full-time into it, there was no equivalency going on at all in that channel. And it just came down to passion. I wanted it.
0: Wow. Well, there are certainly some things that I found out uh, new about your situation. And Mike, I'm sure there's things that the listeners you know, from Anabolic Aliens will find out too. And I understand that this is a very difficult subject to talk about, especially given that it's a, you know, a public thing, like anyone can go out and hear this. So I really respect you a lot for being able to talk about this out in the open, despite it being a subject like this. So I, I greatly appreciate that, Mike. Um, I, I'm sure you said everything that you wanted to say about Eric, but And I think if I understand correctly, you guys haven't talked since you you and him split. Is that correct?
1: No. It ended up just with legal separation. But realistically, I don't want to also say anything badly. Like, I don't have any... I'm not someone to hold bad blood. It just didn't work out. The missions in life were different. And I, I think it honestly... The fact that our missions in life were different ruined a potential friendship. So that's more of the sad thing at the end of the day. But it is how it is. We move on and grow.
0: That was a good perspective. I like how you worded that, Mike. And um, again, I know this is a very difficult subject, so I apologize, but I'm going to ask you one more question real quickly. And it's just a, a question like if, if, you, if Eric were listening to this right now, is there anything you'd like to say to Eric?
1: Um, <laughs> I'm just glad I believed in myself, man, because you never let me. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, that's an interesting take, Mike. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're able to, uh, you know, believe in yourself and get after what you wanted to do. I can understand that sometimes it feels like, like I don't know, a weight has been lifted off your chest, so to speak, whenever you're, you know, whenever that restriction has been taken off. So I understand that. Okay, well, thank you, Mike, for talking about that. I understand it's not difficult; it's a difficult subject. So I appreciate that. Moving forward, um, going back to Anabolic Illions, you mentioned about hiring a team. At what point specifically did you feel that Anabolic Illions was too big to manage alone by yourself? and that you needed a team. What point was that? When I
1: wanted to take it more than just being an influencer. I didn't just want to be a YouTuber. I didn't just want to be someone on Instagram. I wanted to build a website. I wanted to build my app into an actual business. I wanted to build Anabok Aliens into a company that could run eventually without me there.
0: Okay, that makes sense. And would you mind uh, telling me what time that was, like 2018, 2017? I just want to no, About for sure.
1: Literally like I'd say three months after Eric left. So it was like March
0: 2018. Yeah. Wow. You got those dates down, boy. I like <laughs> it. You got those dates down. All right. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So Mike, this is a personal question. Tell me what your most embarrassing gym moment was. My most embarrassing. Definitely on a squat. Yeah. Definitely squatting and letting <laughs> a run rip. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, okay, tell me about it. What happened? Tell me the details.
1: Just your there's a lot. Jim's a great place for some great looking girls, and when you're on the squat rack after some Chipotle, it's a dangerous game you're playing.
0: Oh, okay. I think I get what you're saying. All right, Mike, I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, actually, this is the next question is kind of connected to the previous question, <laughs> and it happens to me a lot, <laughs> and. um I just want to make sure I'm not alone, and I'm sure it happens to other people. Do you fart during ab work? Actually, no. No, no. It's, it's, tell me, dude, it's
1: more because <laughs> it's more leg work that does that, bro. When, especially on like the leg press, when you have no
0: control. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! I I don't know how to say this without sounding weird, but I fart like hell whenever I'm doing ab work. I'm just like, I can't do it. You got to squeeze your abs, not your ass. Well, I end up squeezing my abs, but something else comes out. And I have to stop
1: it. <laughs> we got to work <laughs> on that mind connection, bro.
0: Oh, I can't control that My Let me tell you something. My ass got a mind of its own. I'll tell you that, all right? it's got a mind of its own. <laughs> I can't control it. All, all right, right, well, at least you touched on that subject. Got that out of the way. No, like, no joke. I've always wondered, how the hell does he not fart whenever he's doing his ab work? What's the secret, <laughs> man? Do you, like, edit that stuff out or something? Like, okay. I trust you on that. I trust you on that. All right, cool. So, Mike, tell me, what is something that the anabolic aliens community doesn't know about you, uh, but you still want to share? Like, you've never, ever shared this publicly before, but you want to share it. Is there anything you'd like to share? Uh,
1: that no one knows?
0: Hmm. Yeah, that no one knows. Like, a total secret. A uh, total secret.
1: Hmm. Oh, I got a good one. So All right, let's hear it.: Yeah, so I used to be absolutely terrified of spiders, and one of, the, one of the stories that got me actually terrified of spiders is that I was at a zoo party when I was in first grade, and Aww. and we basically we had like a bunch of animals, but then they brought a tarantula, and it was dope. It was just crawling on my hand, and then all of a sudden it jumped on my face, and that's when I officially got terrified of spiders. And then going oh no. into and then going into my going into college, I was on a baseball tour, and I was like, "Yo, I'm not, I'm not going to be scared of spiders." And because I saw a huge one on the ceiling, and then I put my stuff down, and then all of a sudden a huge baby uh like an egg bursts and all these baby spiders jump all over me and about like 70 spiders are all over my stuff and me on the first time holy going to the call. so I'm like holy hell spiders are like my biggest fear but I got over them and I got it tattooed on my arm because it's symbolizing I got over it I had to overcome them
0: damn you make everything so inspirational how do you do that you make <laughs> a story about a spider phobia inspirational man how do you do that well, what's wrong with you mike how do you make <laughs> Spider phobia inspiration. I'm I'm puzzled right now. You made you made me inspired by your story about getting covered in spiders on the baseball team. That is something <laughs> only Mike Rosa can do, folks, and that's why Mike Rosa is Mike Rosa. Okay, well that's a great answer <laughs> as always. So Mike, right now those three-day ab workout programs, uh, even the abs, uh, back, uh, chest, uh, arms, legs, all that stuff—they're great. And let me just say, from a content creator's point of view, that is so freaking smart. I mean, think about it, you're uploading every day. So you're getting more revenue, more watch time. You're also promoting your app extra price at the same time. And you're literally proving that it works through your YouTube uh, you know, channel. And that is just so freaking smart, man. So congratulations for being Thank smart you. and clever, number one. <laughs> number two, what comes after th- the 30 day programs? Because, I mean, you're going to do this for a long time. I'm sure 30 days adds up, you know, to maybe a couple of months, maybe even years. Who knows? But after this, what do you have planned for the Anabolic Aliens YouTube channel?
1: Well, I definitely – my next 30-day series is going to be full-body fat-burning hit. It's going to be freaking crazy. So that's going to be dope.
0: Oh, dude. That is so cool. That is exactly what I was thinking of. Yes. yeah, Yes. Fat-burning. Hell yeah. Thank it's you. Going to
1: be like my own, it's going to be like my own insanity. I'm pumped to do it. If We're going to shred body fat. Um,
0: Frick, yeah. Let's do that, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's going <laughs> to be next. But I want to do – there's so much content I want to do. And realistically – the idea of the 30 day series is awesome and it's actually it was definitely one of my best business moves but it is (laughs) so hard to do because I edit my own videos and I'm actually doing the workouts and I'm releasing them every day and I do it like real most of the time real time it's really hard to get ahead because I have to actually do the workouts so I can't actually do like 10 videos on a day or I die so (laughs) it's I literally am grinding during these 30 day series and it's hard to do other types of content so I do want to take like a week or two or three weeks in between these series so I can do other types of content. And eventually when I do have kind of a longer break between a 30 day series, I actually want to do like a TV show type of series, like a Netflix season for my Anablock show. And I'll probably do like a, my first ever physique competition or something to bring like a goal goal of the whole season.
0: Yo, that'd be so freaking cool. Mike's gonna go on Netflix. Yo, weren't you on that TV show? It was like Man vs Bear. Yeah, man. Or something.
1: Yeah, that's actually how I got over spiders because they said, "Yo, you're gonna be in the woods doing crazy stuff." And I was like, "You know what? If I'm gonna be on national TV, I cannot be afraid of a freaking spider." So <laughs> that's what motivated me.
0: You know, I'm, just I'm just imagining in my head. You're like wrestling a bear, and then like this bear is like freaking like like two times your size, and all of a sudden a spider jumps out of nowhere. And you're like, ah, shoot a spider! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so, hilarious. but hey I'm glad you got over your fear of spiders and you know, I love to see that Netflix series or whatever that's pretty cool I never knew you'd do that by the way um, thinking back to when you were a kid again did you ever imagine ending up on like TV like like man versus bear or even starting your own TV show did you ever think about that did that ever cross your mind <laughs>
1: no not at all it's just a dream I've always wanted to be <laughs> I've always wanted to be in a movie <laughs> that's like one of my dreams so I'm working toward that
0: oh okay well i'm ready for the anabolic aliens movie what are you gonna call it? what would you call your movie if you had one the invasion of the aliens what would you call it
1: dude i don't know there are so many different things that we could do we definitely have to incorporate the no limits something like that but it would get pretty crazy if we keep it extra terrestrial like mm-hmm.
0: yeah that would be like the most epic self-promotion ever like like randomly Exerprise just gets incorporated into the video or to the movie. That'd be so freaking dope. Extra
1: Exerprise is going to be absolutely insane. We're doing some crazy technology developments with it. It's literally gonna be 10 years advanced technology. Yes,
0: yes absolutely. And Mike, I was gonna to get to that in the future. So thank you for getting back on track. Mike, in regards to Xerprise, tell us what you have planned in detail. Because from what I understand, you have you know meal planning coming out. You like as of recording this, you know, that was like previewed on your Instagram. And then I also believe he talked about self-defense, which would be dope because I can't exactly do self-defense training uh, that much. My schedule doesn't allow for that type of flexibility. So Mike, please elaborate in detail what you're able to share with us about X Surprise's future.
1: Yeah. So within the next few days, you will be seeing a whole meal prep generator that will be able to generate you a meal plan tailored to your calories and macros within seconds. And it's going to have hundreds of recipes and you're going to be able to have actual like steps on how to actually make the recipes all the macros and caloric caloric information and then actual like ingredients and then cooking time and it's going to be absolutely insane it's going to be so sick and it's just the beginning of it and we're also going to be able to have you do it per allergen so it's going to be really tailored specifically to your type of meals and your specific numbers to keep you nutritionally on track for your goals and then we're going to be coming out with a self-defense generator for X Surprise using Nick Drosos, a self-defense expert in Montreal, we have a whole generator style for that. We'll be coming out with fitness rehab, which will include functional training, mobility type stuff, and basically to help you come back from injuries. And then there'll wow. also be trainer profiles, user profiles. We'll be creating a whole messaging platform for coach to client. And it's really going to be... And then we're also going to be incorporating this um, program generator. So it's going to be able to actually learn from your behaviors and then tell you, okay, you can do this next, you can do this next, and give you actually recommendations on how to follow progressive overload. So we want to take away the mental process so you literally are just able to follow along and get the results.
0: You know, Mike, when this is going to get uploaded to platforms, unfortunately, they might not get to see my face. They might see your face, but my face, for you know, anonymous purposes, it won't be seen. But I'm just going to tell you guys what my face looks like right now. I am shooketh. Like that was just, I did not expect that, dude. That was so freaking cool. So let me get this straight. You're going to have freaking a meal plan generator specific to allergens, you know, food planning, self-defense and recovery. That is something I've been looking for. Cause I constantly, you know, find myself trying to, you know, get, you know, injury prevention stuff and how to recover from distal bicep tendonitis, which I can actually share a little bit later on. I found my own routine to take care of that, but you know, stuff like, like this morning, actually, um, I was contemplating whether or not to do my triceps because I'm doing triceps today for your 30 day arm program. And uh, yesterday, I was doing your Hit Tabata cardio routine number six. And that involved doing like uh, wide mountain climbers and a bunch of stuff. And that basically uh, put a lot of strain on my left shoulder. And I wasn't sure whether or not I should exercise. So I was like, should I exercise? Should I not exercise? How do I recover from it? So long story short, I'm very fortunate to have my dad as a doctor. So he checked it out. He said, I'm good. But in the future, also having the uh, X Surprise app will be very, very helpful. So I'm glad you brought that up. And then is it okay if I ask like, how the hell do you do that? Like, how do you do technology that is 10 years ahead of everyone else? Like, do you have like a secret alien community? It's like underground in your basement that you work with to develop this stuff? How does it work, man?
1: So my developer is out in India, actually, and we've been working together from the very start. His name's is Mohan, He's the man. And basically, I actually draw out all of the ideas. So I actually do the UI and draw out user interface and exactly how I want it to look, the functionality behind it, and then he makes my ideas come to life. So it's, it's literally incredible. Like I tell him exactly the algorithm and how it has to operate and how it acts to function, and then he does it into code.
0: Wow, man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I believe you did that vlog or whatever where uh, he came from India. You picked him up. You got to try out food. You got to try out like Indian food. You got to get yeah, yeah. some food from America. That was pretty cool, man.
1: I want to do more vlogs. So I got to ask time.
0: Yeah, definitely do more vlogs. It helps to build that relationship with the community. But Mike, I got to ask you, man, when it comes to trying out Indian food, have you ever tried chicken tikka masala? Have you ever tried that before? No. Dude, you should try it. It is the <laughs> best. So real quickly, I know we're going off topic, but I got to tell you, it's so dang good. I hate rice kind of because I eat it like every day. I'm grateful for food and all, but I have it like almost every day. But you have to try eating chicken chicken myself. It is so damn good. It's like out of this world. dude. It's like it's like rice uh, covered with some like chicken curry stuff. It's like an orange color. So that orange color makes it more appetizing, in my opinion at least. So I think you love it. You should definitely try that stuff, dude. It's awesome. Hell yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right, well, that's cool, man. I'm glad to hear about you uh, building up that relationship with your developer and whatnot and also the stuff you got to try out. Uh, moving forward with those questions, in regards to Xerprise, obviously when you started this out, you had some – you know, you obviously had some confidence in it. You had some naysayers, you know, someone who told you it would be a train wreck of an app and whatnot. Either way, you had some initially held conceptions about Xerprise. How is Xerprise doing now compared to what you had thought it would perform as? Is it better than you had thought, worse than you had thought? What do you think?
1: Exerprise has skyrocketed behind what I thought it was, beyond what I thought it was going to be. Meaning, it's really massive right now. We have over three hundred fifty thousand active users, and the app is getting downloaded thousands of times a day in both the app and Play Store. And it's
0: thousands of times per day. Yeah, really thousands.
1: We're doing yeah. Wow, it's growing very very fast right now. The coronavirus actually has significantly helped my business, and (laughs) but um yeah we. The amount of time and work we've been putting into XPRIZE and the amount of premium features and things that are about to come, where it's crazy because I know that what it is right now isn't even close to what it's going to be in six months. So it's about to be absolutely game changing. And the amount of growth that it's had in the last two years has been incredible. So I'm beyond happy with how it's going. And the rate we're growing is so crazy.
0: Wow. And also, just to recap, you said, Two years, correct? Two years since you've done Xerprise, yes, (laughs) right around that time flies. Holy crap, dude! I remember when I first came to your channel, you're like, Hey guys, my name is Mike Grossi. Here's my app, Xerprise. That felt like yesterday, dude. Holy crap,
1: dude! I think it's been two years. I don't even know time anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No one knows time, dude. No one knows time, like night and day to me, right now in quarantine. Uh, it doesn't make a difference, but all right, dude, that's I'm glad to hear about Xerprise and that it's going well, and despite unfortunately some people telling you negative things i'm glad that you believed in it and clearly dude it shows because as long as you have someone who believes in themselves and they believe in an idea i mean there's essentially no limits am i right damn right hell yeah all right cool next question dude uh what are <laughs> this is a silly question but i always wanted to know what are the names of the intro and outro songs to your new videos on youtube i tried to ask you like hey sir what's the name of the song and it couldn't figure it out so can you tell me the names The same song, I Am Somebody by Bliss and SO.
1: Oh, I gotta write that down.
0: I am, I gotta write this down. I am somebody by who?
1: Bliss and SO, featuring Nas. Okay, featuring us.
0: Thanks, Mike. I'm like typing this up as we're recording, but I gotta make sure. I gotta write. Okay, thank you. Because that song, it sounds pretty dang good, but it's good. I just gotta make sure. (laughs) Yeah, it is good. By the way, that song, it's like, is it copyrighted or how, how does that work? Did you get the licensing and whatnot for that stuff? That
1: song, I. It was, like, made on one of our generators, so it's not the... The reason you probably couldn't find it was because it's, like, the background version of the song. It doesn't have the actual words in it.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah, when yeah. you mean generator, do you, like, use, like, an application for it? Like, you, like... Like, is there an yeah, application made, you use for making the song? Made
1: the intro on, like, an old generator back in the day.
0: Oh. So old generator back could you please um <clears throat> specify the name of that, just asking for a friend what the name of that generator was? Yeah.
1: To be honest, I think it was... um. One, we used to have an old like animator who used to make our videos, so he changed it around, and I think he did some – I don't honestly don't really know the service he used. I didn't make it myself.
0: Oh, okay. I got you, dude. Okay, so an old animator kind of tinkered around with it and got that. Okay, I got that. Well, mm-hmm. thank you for showing us uh, the information. I've always wondered that, and I didn't want to sound weird asking that in the comment section, so I'm glad I got that chance now. Thank you, Mike. All right, Mike. So in your older videos, you'd use music from various artists like Lost Prophets and Logic, which are by the way in my playlist. Like when whenever I hear those songs, like um, "Set the Tone" by Logic or "Everyday Combat" by Lost Prophets, that was in your that was when I first came to your channel. And I was like, like that motivational moment with the teacher, the student arm wrestling. That was your older, you know, ab workouts and whatnot. Those songs were playing. Dude, that takes me back to those days. And I I was listening to that right before I hit record. I was like, oh, yeah, thinking about that progression, right? (laughs) So I'm just curious to know as a content creator, how has that worked out for you in terms of using those songs? Like have you ever gotten copyright strikes or how how has that worked out?
1: Oh, yeah, they're all copyrighted, unfortunately. You learn. (laughs) Yeah, so, (laughs) yeah, um, luckily most – like I think all of my intense five-minute workouts, I learned – luckily I learned it before the viral videos. So other than a few of the ab workouts like the if you notice like the very beginning workouts they have like they're like the lost profit ones where i don't use i use no copyright sounds after that because i just learned to get striped so once we started making money we realized oh crap this actually matters and <laughs> you learn
0: oh we gotta follow the laws now we're making money
1: <laughs> but yeah no that sucked because like one of my um million viewed videos the Tabata, my very first Tabata workout, that one's flagged for Headstrong by Trapped, so it's like, ah, crap, I could have made some good money off that.
0: I understand that. Well, Mike, I'm just glad that you were able to at least catch your mistake before you got too much ahead of yourself, so at least we got that going for you, Mike, so anyway, I've always wondered that, so now I know the truth. Okay, so Mike, in regards to music, what is your favorite music genre, and how often do you listen to it?
1: Depends what mood I'm in, I'd say. When I'm at the gym, definitely rock. And I'm actually my favorite genre is definitely hair metal. <laughs> like old yeah. old school metal like right. Motley Crue, Skid Row, Def Leopard, ACDC. Like those are classic right? rock, right? That was that was my stuff. Yeah. The first concert I went to yeah. actually was Motley Crue Crew Fest with it was Motley Crue with Poison, Trapped, Papa Roach, Buck Cherry. It was dope. I was thirteen in Saratoga, New York. You-
0: You lucky ass bitch. You got to see Poison and Motley Crue. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Yo, like over the – not this past summer but the summer before this past summer. So that was the summer of 2018, 2019 uh, between the school years. I took a driving class and all they played was classic rock. In the area, the central Florida area, there's a station called 98.9 WMMO. I listen to them all the time. So like Aerosmith, Van Halen, uh, ACDC, my ship, Motley Crue, Poison, all that good stuff. I had no idea you enjoyed the same music as me, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's my Quick favorite. Question. <laughs> do, you question, do you like to listen to Green Day?
1: Green Day? I like some of their stuff. More in the beginning stages, like the alternative stage.
0: Ah, okay. I got you. Yeah, dude. Me and my dad were supposed to see them uh, for the Hello Mega Tour with Weezer and Fall Out Boy, but unfortunately, certain events got in the way and that didn't exactly <laughs> yeah. fall through. But hey. That's pretty cool, man. I always wondered like what music you listen to because like there's like different types of songs you had in your videos, like rap music, and then Lost Profits. I was like, okay, what's Mike's music? <laughs> I wanna know, you know? So now I know. That's actually pretty freaking cool. You hit it right on the spot because Green Day is like my favorite band. They're like the second wave of punk rock. But my all-time like just go-to thing is like, you know, classic rock, like the stuff you like. So that's pretty freaking cool, man. I like that. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, and then there's of course, like like you said, I don't like any music as long as it's good. like looking at my playlist right now. Let me check right quickly. I have 670 songs in my playlist. So I like any music as long as it's good. So like, you know, freaking – have you ever heard of Big Time Rush before? Yeah. (laughs) Aren't they a boy band? Yeah. Yes, dude. They're in my life. I kid you not. I'm going to show you this after we finish recording. Uh, but like i have like a photoshop picture of me standing with them right above my desk right now like they were my they were the crap back when i was a kid i went to (laughs) one of the concerts on the 24 7 tour it was lit and they got their reunion coming up and i'm so excited what's your favorite big time rush song is it okay if i ask uh i don't
1: know i'm pretty sure i remember listening hearing them on like nickelodeon
0: (laughs) yes they were on nickelodeon dude You got to check them out sometimes. It'll take you back. It'll take you back. But we'll talk about Big Time Rush later. I don't care. I don't think the listeners will care about Big Time Rush much. (laughs) I just wanted to ask you because I was curious. Okay, well, Mike, moving forward, um, I really loved your nutritional videos. Like, um, honestly, it was actually more that Eric did those, but it was still Anabathillion, so that's what I meant. So those videos where we all sat down and you all talked about, okay, should you all do cold showers or hot showers? Should I drink coffee or should I drink tea? You know stuff like that, just debatable content. Do you plan to do that sometime in the future?
1: Yeah, I definitely would love to talk more about topics like that. I just kind of got more into the workout sense, and that's kind of more what the audience responded to. So I always try to give what the community wants. But I would love to make more talking videos like that and do some more informational type style content.
0: That's true. I can understand. It's a supply and demand type of thing. Looking at your website, I understand that you have a guy. I think his name is also Mike, right? He's like he like does the.
1: Yes, the blog. My blog writer does an incredible job on the, the website.
0: Yes, yes. So, do you think it'd be possible to have him do the nutritional videos? If he could do that, would that be an option?
1: Potentially, we'll see. He's just graduating college, so we're going to figure out exactly what his position is going to be.
0: Okay, that's fair. Well, remember to tell him that you were graduating college at one point, and look where you ended up, man. Tell, him? <laughs> tell him that opportunity, dude. Get him on board. All right, cool, man. I like that, uh, Mike. What are some growing pains that you expect Anabolic Alliance as a company to face in the future, you know, as you grow?
1: The biggest growing pains that I keep coming into into play with is employees because every time I have another employee, I it's like I have more responsibility on my end because at the end of the day, the employees are working for you and you have to work for them. So, it's not like you're just saying, hey, go do this. You actually have to help everyone, and your job becomes even more of a responsibility. So the growing pains are definitely organizing an infrastructure that is able to function when there's not necessarily me around. And that's what we're working toward, but that's definitely the growing pains that we're developing through and building through now.
0: Wow, okay, that's pretty interesting to hear about because. I always hear you talking about, like, hiring a crew, you know, for Anabolic Aliens. And I always wonder, dang, what's that like to have a freaking company that you own? So that's a great perspective from you. All right, Mike, um, going back to fart questions, because let's be honest, I'm inappropriate. I like asking (laughs) fart questions. They're hella funny. And I'm that one guy who laughs at inappropriate jokes. But also, I'm just curious to know, dude, out of curiosity, What would you do if you were to fart during like a workout video, like the 30 day program, you're on a time crunch and you're like, all right guys, almost done. Oh no, not again. So what would you do if that were to happen?
1: I'd probably just go through it, figure it out, maybe blast the music a little bit louder during that scene. (laughs) I would not stop. I would not stop. That's for sure.
0: (laughs) I like how you just said blast the music. I'm trying not to have a laugh attack. I don't know about you, but I have laugh attacks where, like, where I can't control my laughter. And you almost gave me one. But meditation taught me. Yes, meditation works. Told you. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. I remember that one time during the 30-day app program at some point, there was like a phone call that came in, right? Like you were doing the app and you're like, oh, who's calling me, right? Didn't that happen during your 30-day program?
1: Mm-hmm. Bro, that happened a lot. I, had, I learned to turn my phone on airplane mode. Mm. I see that,
0: man. I see that. Well, that's good. I've always wondered what, like, what would happen if you were to like, fart and be like, oh, crap, what do I do? So glad that I got my answer. Okay. Mike, how has Anabolic Aliens like evolved throughout the years? You always mention that it, it's like, yeah, it's going from influencer to business. So how has it evolved throughout the years? Maybe elaborate that on a bit more. And then how do you think it's going to change in the future? What can you see in the future of Anabolic Aliens?
1: Yeah, well, it started off as a hobby, then it turned into Inact, it started off as a hobby, turned into a legitimate YouTube channel, then turned into expanding into other social medias, and then it turned into being somewhat of an influencer, and then it turned into okay, now we're going to be a business, built the website, then it turned into being coming a legitimate business, actually making money with enterprise development and expanding, and then turning into actually building a team now of employees, and then eventually I'm going to be turning Animal Kingdoms into a corporation and having multiple subsidiaries that I'm running. So it's keep on getting to the next level. And I will be turning Antibalk Aliens into a corporation relatively soon as Antibalk Aliens will be having multiple departments that we have. like Exerprise will be a subsidiary. Then my line Invasion will be dropping more dominantly. And then we'll also be dropping our whole new cannabis, uh, cannabis-derived protein bar line, Nutrifusion.
0: Damn, this man is on fire. You hear that, this guy? Mike, how old are you again? You're like 23, 24?
1: I just turned 25.
0: Happy birthday, by Thanks, the way. Man. And uh, like, think about that. You know, this guy's 25. He's got his own business and he's turned it into a corporation. He's got his own subsidiary. He's got an app that is a subsidiary. He's got his own, uh, you know, weed company that's a subsidiary. That's so freaking cool, man. You are an inspiration. You truly are. That <laughs> is dope. You are the definition. If you go to Urban Dictionary and type in dope, you're just going to see a picture of Mike Rosa.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it, man.
0: <laughs> I mean it. All right. So, Mike. Uh, I know this is going on forever, but I have a couple more questions, and we'll be done yet. And Mike's like, oh, thank God. Is this is <laughs> taking forever. I just want to go to bed. Leave me alone. Okay, so Mike, uh, name the best, oh, heck, yeah, I proved you wrong moment of your life.
1: The best I proved you wrong moment of my life. So definitely when the last thing I heard from my old partner was X-Price is going to be a train wreck of an app, and then it won number one new training app in the Health & Play store in the health and it all right X surprise one number one new trending health and fitness app of the play store of 2018 there we go <laughs> that was one of yeah. the best feelings ever
0: yeah and that title is so impressive that you can't even get it right the first time that's <laughs> how you know that the title is impressive. that is impressive man all right i can understand that i can understand that for me at least i think it'd be my parents just like showing them like hey look i didn't go to the medical path and i'm still happy what a surprise you could have ever guessed so I totally got you on that, man. All right, Mike. Here's another question. So I remember I told you about that guy who was arm the teacher. A little bit of a side story to that guy. Me and him, I wouldn't call I would call him a bully, okay. But to put it honestly, he has gone out of his way sometimes. And before, like I started doing workouts, where he would kind of give me shit. Being quite honest, like in gym class, he would go out of his way to like step on my shoe. And, and, you know, like one time in the locker room, he like, like took his lanyard and started hitting me with it. So he kind of, you know, like, we're not, I can't think of anything positive to be honest to say about him, but mm-hmm. L- that's just being brutally honest. And like, kind of like you, I don't like talking negative, like, like negative about people. It's just not me. I don't really hate people. It's very difficult for me to do that. And I feel kind of guilty right now being honest, talking about him that way, but that's just the way that things have been. So. You know, going going forward with that point, low-key, I always assumed that he was like a natty. Like he was not a natty. He was a juicer or something like that, and that's kind of why he just was the way he was. So based off of that, that's why I have the motivation for the question. How do you tell if somebody is a natty or if someone is a juicer?
1: Normally, you can just kind of tell from how they look. To be honest, I don't really care, so I don't really look too much into it. It's really such a hard thing to actually tell, and at the end of the day, if you still have to put in a lot of work, whether you juice or you don't, and if you're like if you're a douchebag and you're having all these roid rages, obviously you have a problem, and <laughs> that's you're overusing or something isn't like you shouldn't be ever in that kind of scenario. Like you shouldn't be risking your actual like you shouldn't be able you shouldn't be completely having mood swings that is literally altering your entire life. So, I would say that's definitely clearly a red flag when something like that's happening. But at the end of the day, if someone's natty or not, it doesn't really affect anyone else other than themselves. So,
0: okay, that was a good answer, Mike. I'm sorry for laughing, but you know, whenever you talk, I like to meet the microphone just so that way there's no audio interference. And listen, when you were talking, I fucking farted. (laughs) it sounded hilarious as hell I had like monitoring headphones on so I had an echo sound and I was (laughs) not prepared for how funny it sounded (laughs) it sounded so hilarious and you're talking so seriously I'm like oh shit did you hear that and it was so (laughs) funny I'm sorry Like, I knew like by the time I unmuted my microphone I'd be in a giggle fit so I just had to approach it so just so (laughs) you guys know while Mike was talking I let one out there you know now you guys wanted to know now you know it you're welcome All right, cool well Mike thank you for answering that question uh so mike scott herman you guys had that studio together correct
1: that was scott's place yeah
0: right so um just curious to know what was the last time that you know like y'all and scott you know hung out and how did you guys meet just stuff like that can you kind of elaborate on scott herman i'm curious to know about him
1: yeah i met him randomly at the gym one day and i was like yo i saw you on youtube bro <laughs> and i he was just a really nice guy we just talked then he I told him what I was doing. I actually showed him a video I made of, one of the original videos I made of body transformation. So I had people send me in and he was like, Hey, come to the studio sometime, work out with me. Then I started doing my thing there with him. I started helping him out filming. We became friends and then we just started I started going there routinely. And then I started actually like working hard and showing that I actually am not just some random kid who's just gonna die off someday. I actually believe what I'm doing. And then it kind of just formed a level of respect along with that level of friendship. And then me and Scott are still good friends to this day. I just haven't seen him since he moved to Florida. But I would love to go visit him soon.
0: Oh, well, as always, Mike has taken an ordinary question and made it inspirational. Well done, Mike. <laughs> Furthermore, uh, I just want to make sure. You said he moved to <clears throat> Florida as in where I live? He lives in, or- uh, I think it's Orlando. Oh, Oh, he lives in Orlando. Oh, I don't live in Orlando, but I live near Orlando, like less than an hour away. Okay, well, Mike, thank you for, letting yeah, me. <laughs> dude, thanks for letting me know. I didn't even know that. That's so freaking cool. All right, man, that's pretty awesome. So I'm glad to hear about that, Mike. Um, you know, whenever you're like in the fitness industry, you're going to come across a ton of channels and whatnot. What is a red flag someone should look out for whenever they're looking at another channel? Because I'm all for looking at various platforms. So in addition to Anabolic Aliens. Uh, I look at, like, of course, Scott Herman, um, X, and whatnot, just to name a few. Anabolic illness is still my favorite, just to clarify, <laughs> but I still look at multiple channels. So, Mike, what are some red flags, in your opinion, to look out for when researching a fitness-related YouTube channel?
1: When I hate when people claim perfection, and I hate when people say that there's only certain ways to do things. When, realistically, everyone is so different and everyone is at different stages in their life, I think someone who offers – a ton of different solutions, a ton of variety and keeps it real is the only way you're going to really be able to determine between the crap because there's a lot of people who will just try to sell you things and it's unfortunate at the end of the day, but realistically, if you're able to vibe with someone and realize that you're actually getting results from what they're doing, like if you're implementing what they're doing and you're not seeing any change, then that's probably a red flag that they're not what they're doing. Maybe just not work for you or, it's actually just crap. You got to kind of, I'm a huge fan of experimenting, meaning if you don't know, you can't really judge. So that's why, especially with like my intense five minute workouts, a lot of people doubt them because some of them don't necessarily look the coolest, but when you actually do them, you're like, holy hell, that just burned like crazy. So I guess I wouldn't say necessarily have red flags from the beginning. I'd say have your skepticisms and then what's just a little bit of research, a little bit of your own time and actually before you having a, judgment actually give someone a little bit of a chance and then you kind of can determine relatively quick if they're going to be the type fit for you because there's always some someone who is going to resonate better with you
0: okay that's very that's very helpful advice i wanted to ask that of course because like i said we might have people who are still with us because they got a lot of free time on their hands to listen to us talk but uh they might be wondering hey man how do i know what a channel is legit when it's not legit so that's why i asked you that question great answer um, and I'm going back to the old studio that you and Scott Herman had one more time, just because I don't want to forget this question. When was the last time, Mike, that you were in the studio? Because I'm personally a very sentimental person. And whenever it comes to like, oh, when was the last time I visited this place? It's always like a big deal for me. So when was the last time you visited the studio that you had recorded in and that you grew up in pretty much?
1: Been at least two years now. Dang. Yeah. So do you
0: want to like go back and visit it again if you get the chance just to see, you know, how you've grown and just like remnants on the memories basically? I want to
1: open my own.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I see that. Making it inspirational again. I got you, man. Mike doesn't just want to go back. He wants to open his own. Absolutely. Right. Cool, man. All right, Mike, I'm just curious to know, has anybody ever from your high school ever found out about anabolic Aliens Like after you graduated? And like, hey, that guy didn't become a lawyer. The, the, yeah, you know the guy who, like, you know, who got drunk at those parties? Yo, he's actually successful. Like, Did that ever happen to you? All the time. Yeah, that's actually a very frequent occasion. <laughs> wow. So, what, like, can you give, like, a specific story without, of course, you know, disclosing their, you know, the people's names, like, give a specific example? Yeah.
1: I can remember one specific party when Annabelle Cannons first started and people were, like, making fun of it, saying it wouldn't ever be anything and it was stupid. And then I remember, like, literally last year, I we went to an old town event, like Thanksgiving game or something, and they're asking me for fitness advice and saying, oh, my God, I saw you on TV. So,
0: Oh, ho-ho. yo! that is the ultimate payback. You should just, uh, you should have just gone up to them and said, wait, I thought you said my channel would have become successful. Why are you asking <laughs> me for fitness advice? <laughs> Dude, that, that's got to be so satisfying. Mike, on a scale of one to 10, how satisfying was that? 11. 11. This guy knows how to do his math correctly. <laughs> All right. Seriously though, That's pretty good, man. And also you met, you mentioned how you and Scott kind of like, you met up at the gym and said, Hey man, I saw your channel. I feel like the cycle has kind of gone around. Like now, people, I would imagine, see you at the gym. Like, hey, you're Mike Rose, and you're my hero, and stuff like that. Does that ever happen?
1: Yeah, right. man, it's it's really a cool feeling. Never will get used to it.
0: <laughs> Never will get used to it. Dang, man, that is so freaking cool, man. I, I just gotta say, that's like so cool. Like from your perspective, you know, at one point, you were that one guy walking up to Scott Herman, and y'all, you know, got to talk and whatnot. And then the cycle just gone all the way around. Now people come up to you and you're their hero. I mean, that's gotta be pretty freaking cool.
1: Man, It's just motivating as hell it makes, I'll always support everyone. I want everyone, I love saying we're in this journey together cause I really mean that. So I always wanna show the same respect and courtesy that Scott showed me and bring everyone else out if I can with all the positive energy, join it together.
0: I like that answer, man, I like that answer. Mike, when you record your newer videos for the 30 day programs, I'm just, I wanna make sure, cause I'm curious, do you record that in like your own house or is that your parents' house? I just want to make sure.
1: I go to my parents' house most of the time for that. They just have better lighting in a better, bigger living room.
0: Better lighting in a bigger living room. Okay, I got you. Oh, that's cool because I always wonder because like I saw your mom. You did that. That was really nice. You did that like a partner workout like while y'all did the squats and y'all like did the fist bump as you came. That was very nice. And I was like, hmm, is that Mike's house or is that his parents' house? I always like wondered. And then I was just making sure. Okay, I was just curious. Next thing I'm like, Hey, Mike, what's your social security number? I've always wondered, Mike. Why are you <laughs> <telling me? laughs> All right, cool, Mike. What specific charities do you support? What are some causes you advocate for, and why do you advocate for those specific causes?
1: I mean, I'm one of the big things I want to be able to give back to is people who have struggled with mental health problems, and another thing I want to be able to give back to is brain cancer specifically, and another one i really want to help with is there i want to be able to help find a cure for what's it called um cancer a, well yeah obviously but there's a there's a specific it's something to do with um, the kidneys but basically i want to be able to actually just give i had a lot of medical problems growing up so i want to be able to help kind of just help solve diseases i mean i want to be able to help do my part and help kind of give i want to be able to like help Cures. you know what i mean like i just want to be able to
0: okay yeah i just want to be that's able nice. to
1: help the stumbling on words but at the end of the day it's just i want to be able to help you know i want to be able to do my part and i want to be able to contribute to a cause that's actually going to improve life quality
0: right and mike once again your answer just goes to show why you're honestly why i think anabolic aliens is probably so successful is because of you like yes there's multiple people doing it but at the end of the day your genuine care for others it really shows like throughout this entire podcast Every single answer I've just heard from you, it's mostly about helping other people. And I think that really shows your character. And honestly, man, you don't see that a lot nowadays. You always see people who think about me, 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 me. And, you know, they don't think about how they can help other people. And here you are. That's like almost all you ever think about. So, man, I, I got to say, I really respect that. And like I said, that's the reason that I choose to have you as my role model. If I ever have kids, I want them looking up to you. because, like, <laughs> I like the way you, like, like you look at things and whatnot, the way you just approach things. It's, it's got a very nice feel to it, you know? Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I mean that. All right, Mike, um, really, really quickly, going back to the mental health thing. I know you're probably like falling asleep, like, come on, man. It's almost midnight. What time is it? It's like 1147. <laughs> oh, my God. You said like in the email, it wanted to, you wanted it to be like an hour long at most, but now it's like, I think over two hours. So I'm sorry for going on a little bit too long, but uh,
1: it's all good. <laughs> just
0: wanted to get these questions in depth. All right. So, Mike, going back to the thing about mental health, I covered previously in the show, I don't think I linked it to you or whatever, because it's quite long. But long story short, I was curious about the – what was it? The male suicide epidemic. I'm not sure if you've heard about that. Have you heard about that problem with male suicide before? All right. Well, Crash Course on Male Suicide, folks. It's a serious epidemic. And I call it – if you look at the Season 2 episode, that that was actually the first episode for Season 2 was covering that stuff. I wanted to uncover problems that men faced that no one really talked about because I always felt that – You know, women had their issues talked about, but no one ever listened to us. And I'm all for fighting for egalitarianism, but how can we achieve equality if we're only talking about one side of the problem? So I wanted to talk about men's issues and male suicide was one of the big issues. Looking into it, I was honestly kind of heartbroken just by seeing how sad it was. Like when I did the math, I think it was like every 26.6 seconds, somewhere around the world, there's a man who commits suicide. We've been doing this for like, one two hours man so imagine how many lives we've lost to suicide that we could have prevented and furthermore those are just the clinical definition of someone deliberately killing themselves like someone might you know face depression they might drink alcohol they might you know get in a car crash that might be marked as a car crash but it was as a result of their depression and coping method and fighting male mental health problems is one of the things that i'm passionate about mike you know with your experience and whatnot in regards to male mental health specifically is there anything you just want to share like you just want to say or you want to share to the audience?
1: I think it's one of those things that if you you have to want if you have to want to improve your mentality. If you don't want to be better, then it's not going to be something that you can be forced to or trained to. You have to actually want to improve yourself personally and and I think it's one of those things where there's so many different ways that you can Im- You can kind of rationalize life. You can kind of put yourself into perspective and you can kind of find out who you are. But at the end of the day, it's all coming down to you and internally how you're able to actually determine how to deal with real life situations. So a lot of the times we try to force, I feel like we try to force solutions on people when at the end of the day, it's a solution that can only be found within themselves. And I think something that's not really prioritized enough in people's lives, is their own time to find out what that is for who they are as a person. So I think more self-exploring exp- self needs to be done.
0: Wow, okay. That's a great way to put it, Michael. I like that. And I'm glad that you actually brought up the mental health thing, because overall, that is something that we're gonna have to face. Like like I said, whenever I have my mental breakdown, I just didn't like the way in general my parents kind of treated it. Because personally, I knew that, like I, I know enough about the subject myself, to know what's right and what's wrong. But like, like, what about someone who doesn't know stuff about this and they feel unguided and there's shame? Like what, like, what happens if a guy has to cry and then he gets like laughed or made fun of for it? I mean, I think that's got it kind of messed up if like his way of conveying emotion is made fun of. And I just think that's really messed up. So I'm hoping that, you know, in, in this podcast and in the future, we're going to be able to open that discussion up more and to have someone like Mike Rose to talk about that. I find that very powerful. So Mike, thank you for uh, taking the time to acknowledge that. I greatly appreciate that. So uh, Mike, going in, I just have a couple more questions and we'll get to be done. So <laughs> we're almost done, buddy. So uh, Mike, how did you find, I, I think his name was, it was Mohit, right? Not Rohit, it's Mohit. Right? Mohit, yeah. Okay, I want to make sure. How did you like meet Mohit? Did you like find him online? Like did you say, hey, I'm, I'm looking for someone to build me an app? Because uh, I'm sure that there may be someone in your shoes looking to build an application or looking to hire somebody online and it can be hard to trust people online. So from your experience, what advice would you give to those people uh, and what are some tips for them?
1: I found Mohit where I said in a video, I wanted to make an app. He was a subscriber of Anabolic Aliens. He sent me an email and I took a chance. I gave him an idea. We went with it. We, and yeah, kind of honestly, it was a shot in the dark. Cause that turned to be one of the best decisions i ever made in my life. So it comes down to taking one of those chances. That's really, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's so nice man i didn't know he was a subscriber i thought you like found him online or something that's nah, cool. man i made it just in a video yeah that's gonna be awesome for Mohit. he's like yo i got like a job now just by watching this guy's youtube channel that is so cool Mohit has got to be so happy for that and i'm glad that you know watching you guys on camera it's just so wholesome being honest seeing like how you guys started out and how you guys worked through and built something so cool and honestly you know, he also does deserve a lot of credit because that stuff, it, it, I don't understand it that much. So what he does is awesome. So, Absolutely. Y'all, be sure to, you know, be mindful of Mohit and the work he does. He does a great job with X Surprise. It would definitely not be what it is today without you, Mohit. So, and that that goes for all of the Anabolic Irons team. So the people behind the scenes, you know, they're also doing a great job. So, Mike, while we're talking about this, do you have any – any shout outs you'd like to give to while we're talking about this? So to people like Mohit we'll Hit and the other Mike on the MLK Williams team and anyone else, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to?
1: I mean, I'll shout out to my whole team. Like every person who helps me along the way, help is very important, a part of the process and there's no one I'd want to let go. There's no one I'd, we're literally a family. So I mean, I like that answer, man. alien family.
0: Alien family, I like that term, alien family. We're not a community, we are a family. Damn right. (laughs) Cool, man. All right, so two more questions and we're done. Mike's like, oh, thank God this guy's (laughs) done talking and I can go to bed. All right, Mike, so what advice would you offer to new content creators? That just a general, any, any niche or any niche, whatever you say, any niche, any field, what advice would you give to them?
1: Quality is subjective. Do what you believe in, be passionate about it. Push, 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 consistency, upload as much as you can, get the content out there, get your visibility, improve the quality as you go, and then keep working on increasing the quantity after you establish that consistency and that quality.
0: Good answer, man. I found it very helpful. I wish I had known that back when I started uploading to YouTube. And guys, I'll tell you what, what he's saying is absolutely true. And uh, shameless self-promotion here. I actually have on my YouTube channel, a playlist dedicated to helping you get started with that. Because I'm all for you starting your content creation. If you're against what I have to say and you have a different opinion than mine, that's fine as long as you're respectful. And even if you ha- like are on the opposite side of the political dis- political spectrum or something, that doesn't matter to me. As long as you're respectful and kind to me. That's, that works fine for me. So if you want to get something started, you know, reach out to me. I'll help you out. I have a video playlist on my channel, show you guys how I started my, you know, stuff, how I produced the show and, you know, take Mike's advice. He also has some great videos on his channel to check out. So look up to the channels like Mike Rosa, for example, and see what they did to become successful. So Mike, great advice. I love it. One more question, Mike. Oh, I, I'm sorry. This is the second to last question. I almost forgot one. I'm sorry. What is your current bench squat and deadlift record?
1: My bench is like four fifteen, squat five forty five, and deadlift like five seventy
0: five. Holy crap! That's higher than I remembered. All right, man. <laughs> you're a, when you say you're an alien. Damn, you're an alien. Okay, so Mike, I have another question. Do you have the scripts pulled up in front of you? I just want to make sure that we're all I the- do. Okay, so you can see that I have attached a, a screenshot of a picture. It's asking, who is Michael D. Rosa? I went to the second ever upload on your channel, and this guy has a name, uh, Michael D. Rosa. I'm just wondering, who's Michael D. Rosa? I don't know. (laughs) You don't know? Is it a coincidence that he has the exact same name as you, except there is a D in front of the Rosa?
1: Well, if you're trying to say that's me, that's a no. He's insulting Really? (laughs) That's not me.
0: What the hell? I thought that was you. I thought you were like, making an account just to, like, oh. Nah, dude, read that. <laughs>
1: nah, that's like an insult.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was looking at that. I, I just thought you were making that account just to, like, say, oh, no, here's who yard, are, here's what we're doing. Dang it. Like, he made a freaking account just to go against you guys. I mean, he named himself Michael D. Rosa, really. He went through all that work. You don't think that could be his name? <laughs> uh, who knows? Imagine you're like, a, you're, like, at a graduation for high school or college, and they call up Michael Rosa. And then it was like clapping, and then it's like Michael D. Rose. And I was like, boo, get off the (laughs) stage. Get off the stage. No one likes you. Okay, I always thought that was like your account. I'm just saying, man, okay, cool. Um, Well, I I think that's about all that I really wanted to cover um, because I honestly have actually have a couple more questions, but we can go on forever in theory like, hey, Mike, what's this? What's that? And I don't want to keep this going for too long. Um, So I think that would just be all we would need to cover for the – for our podcast. But before we do go, I almost forgot to mention, I'm sorry, I almost have to mention a question. What do you prefer? Do you prefer doing hits about a cardio or jogging for endurance? Because I believe you mentioned that jogging for endurance, like long distance can be bad for your, you know, like muscles, and like, can like, at a certain point, go against your gains. So what's your take on that?
1: Hit 100%. If muscularity is a main goal of yours, then hit is definitely the option. But actually, lately, Lately, I've been going on runs, so it depends on your current goals for sure.
0: Gotcha. And then, of course, that's, you know, hits a great way to break up that, you know, caloric intake and whatnot. It, My Fitness Pal is just a great way to track that stuff. Mike, when it comes to eating homemade-specific meals, is there, like, how do you do that? Because I eat like, homemade-specific meals. How do you exactly measure that? Because you can't just go up with a barcode scanner to your dinner plate, boop, and you scan it. Like, there's all sorts of different things. So how would you recommend working with homemade meals and scanning that stuff.
1: You just gotta take the time to do it. It's not hard, it's just tedious. You gotta weigh out the food, you gotta measure it, teaspoons, tablespoons, and actually just, if you really wanna do it right, then you gotta just take the time to do it. Okay, I gotcha.
0: All right, Mike, I think, except for one more question, I think it's like a meme at this point, I'm always saying I got one more question. I'm like, oh, wait, 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 hold up, don't leave Mike, I have one more question. One more question, Mike. (laughs) I feel so bad, I'm so sorry, Mike. I don't mean to keep doing this to you, but. Have you ever gotten into a fight, and if so, how badly was the other guy beaten up?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been to a couple of fights. Um, yeah, I both both fights. <laughs> one kid, I broke someone's jaw, and the other one, uh, yeah, it knocked him out.
0: <laughs> oh damn! Well, nice job, Mike, and least to say, I'm not surprised. Okay, Mike, that was the final question, and I, and I mean that. But I... That was, that was the final question. Mike, do you have anything that you would like to just get out of your system? You want to say it, you know, like a, like just a big bang to get out of here. Something you want to say to the audience? Just that
1: everyone who's listening, I want you to stop trying to be anyone else and just believe in who you are and be yourself because you're going to amaze yourself with what you can accomplish if you actually do
0: that. I like that short, sweet, and simple and to the point. Well, Mike, that was an exceptional uh, podcast, I'm sure it's going to be a great podcast that everyone will enjoy and derive lots of value from, regardless of the goals and where they are in life. Mike, you're a busy man, and I know you made a you made time for my show and whatnot, and you even stayed beyond the time window you had available. So I greatly appreciate your time, and I highly value that. And hey, man, if you ever need anything, just you know, reach out. You know, if you ever need like like 10 years from now, if I'm a pilot, you need free online tickets, dude. I got you, bro. I got you. I'll <laughs> fly you out. I'll help you out. If you ever need help with running your podcast, I'd be happy to help you out with like some questions regarding that. Uh, But like, like I said, need anything, just reach out. And speaking of reaching out, Mike, tell me where people can find you. Tell me where they can find your YouTube channel, your website, social media. How can people reach you?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can check out com. That's my website, Join the Invasion. Exerprise is my app, free app on the Apple Play Store. YouTube, AnibalGallions, Instagram, AnibalGallions. You can send me an email as well. We're always doing work and always trying to get to the next level. Someone's working for the team (laughs) 24-7.
0: I got that. I got that. Well, folks, you're right there. And as always, I said that I'd link down his uh, YouTube channel, website, and Xerprise a free download of the app and Play Store. And yes, I've watched his videos so many times, it's ingrained into my head, and I can say it on command just like that. So yeah, anyways, guys, uh, <laughs> guys it has been a true honor doing this for three years, and here's to many more years. And in case you can't tell, I don't make money, obviously, from doing this stuff, but I love it. And it's so awesome to be able to have this opportunity, and it's truly a blessing. I've met many amazing people um, in these three years of doing this. It's just been truly phenomenal. And I have actually made many amazing friends from today's uh, podcast and whatnot. So I've made many friends, and it looks like today I just made another friend. So, Mike, it has been a true pleasure having you on the show, man. I really enjoyed it. had a good time. I think it's honestly the highlight of my quarantine because the past few, you know, weeks and months, I've just kind of been at home doing nothing. So it was really nice to have you on and just get to talk to you. Like, I know I sound like I'm kissing up to your ass and whatnot, but really, you are the only guy I looked up to for a certain time in my life, and you kind of still are. So, just getting the chance to talk to you for like like a power session for two freaking hours on my own podcast is out of this world, and it just it's just for real, man. I was I can't thank you enough. It's been a true honor. Um, and, you know, if you went back three years, I would not believe you if you told me, hey, man, you interview Mike Rose on your show. I would not believe you, man. But here we are. So Mike, Worth can express the gratitude I have for you. And of course, the rest of my wonderful followers in the alien family, who's always there for us uh, when we need them the most. So thank you guys um, for being there for me. I greatly appreciate that. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, my, my email address is mctowacademy.media at gmail.com. And my Twitter handle is all caps, make tough all by Academy. The first in Academy is capitalized. Mental health, of course, needs more attention as I said before. So if you need someone to talk to, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'll happily be your friend. I'll happily talk to you. And remember, if no one believes in you, I do. All right. And if the platform enables you to leave comments, let me know what you thought of the podcast and you know, what you'd like to see me cover in the future. And please, if you're on a podcast platform, could you leave me a five-star review? Cause it kind of helps to grow the show. Thank you very much. I'm just asking kindly. Um, and I think that's it for now. So, Mike, it's been, how long has it been? Right now it's 12 02. So it's beyond midnight, right? <laughs> yeah. Hot damn, man. <laughs> well, hey, Mike, it's been a true pleasure. And I think that's going to be it for now. You know, if you're down for an interview in the future, I'd be down for it. But until then, here's to a wonderful future for both Anabolic Aliens and MGTOW Academy and our beloved followers and listeners and whatnot. All right, Mike, are you ready to do the outro? i am <laughs> i cannot believe i'm about to end season three of my own podcast with mike rosa holy shit! all right ready mike all right let's do it <clears throat> as always it's been a pleasure but don't forget that while well, there's a world of opportunities out there it can't be dangerous so remember to build that mind and body keep your head up and i'll see you guys in the not too distant future i'm mctow academy
1: and i'm mike rosa
0: and we will talk again soon peace